What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Up in Flames. I am your host, Mo Murphy. And before we bring in the guests that we got, because we got a superstar guest in the building. It's really his debut of Up in Flames, even though we didn't have a thousand conversations about sports prior, whether it comes to betting, whether it comes to what he got going on on Fox Sports Radio, whether it comes to his own show. But before we bring him in, We'll hit you with the intro and then we'll be right back because we have to give him an intro unlike any other intro that's ever been on Up in Flames. So we'll be right back right after this. Warning. You are now listening to Up in Flames. We up in Flames, yeah. We up in Flames, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. We up in flames, we up in flames, we up in flames, yeah, we up in flames, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 we up in flames, yeah, yeah, uh, we up in flames, hold on, uh, check this go. We up in flames, yeah, uh, we up in, uh, yeah, yeah, we up in flames, yeah, woo. We up in, uh, yeah, we up in flames, we up in flames. And we are back. Welcome back to another edition of Up in Flames. And so I told you, I have a superstar guest. I got a guy, a man amongst boys, a legend in this space of podcasting, a legend in this space of sports talk radio. Y'all might know him as VJ, Big Burning Husky. But I know him as the OG, the Big Vanilla Funny. CEO of Vezin Sports, sometimes co-host of, of, of the Odd Couple. He get over there with Rob Parker. He get over there with Chris Broussard. He be over there on Fox Sports One. He's the he's the man of Ginobili over there. We've had this conversation before, but he's the man of Ginobili. Over there. <laughs> Bring him off the bench, and he gonna deliver championships. But I got my guy, Big BJ, the the big vanilla funny BJ Vernon Husky. B, what's going on, bro? Hey, man, first of all, scrap all that, man. Your intro is fire, bro. I'm proud of you, man. I'm Take the attention off of me. I'm super proud of you because I remember when we first met, you were just getting going. You were just getting mm-hmm. your wheels in your sports talk show going, bro. And to see the way you come from there to where you are now, I always felt like you was a guy that had it. It's just going to take some time. It takes us all some time. But you have it. And to see the way that you've uh, nurtured your show and your business and your passion, homeboy. Salute. That was hot. Your intro is, bro. I appreciate it because I see impress, you know, impressive young buck. When when I launched the intro, I could see you in the background. And you was feeling it because it's oh, like, oh, oh, oh. yeah. So so when I, when I get it going, I want everybody to <laughs> get on here and know, like, bro, it's up in flames. It's it's the hottest of hot takes. If you're a hot take person. But it's just fire conversation when you get on here. And so to bring you on, bro, we could talk all day. We talk all day pre-show. We could talk all day during the show. We could talk all day post-show. But that's just what we we do. We have a lot in life common. It's not just sports talk. We're both fathers. We're both married. We both have young kids. Uh, Shout out to your princess, your black princess yesterday. 
that started uh, uh, pre-K. I heard, I, I feel in my soul that you stayed strong and you held it down. Because little mama can't see daddy. You know, you can get in the car and let maybe some trickle. Don't be in the car driving. Uh, don't do that. If something oh, trickle, though, you know, so with the pinky. But I, I got a feeling you, you still strong. She was beautiful. I saw the pictures. She's beautiful. That's why I retweeted it, man. Yo, shout out to my homie dropping his baby girl, his, his black princess off. Her first day of pre-K, man. So yeah, I appreciate that because so you know, as a father, seeing the steps of your kid getting older, it get tough. It's one of those, but we gotta be the men and we gotta hold it down. And so we go and drop my baby girl off, and I'm emotional mentally, where I'm like, dang, my baby girl getting big. I'm taking her to pre-K. But as we dropped her off, the wife is the one who cried, and I gotta laugh. Like I'm sitting there laughing. We're walking off, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm a little embarrassed only because, like, we're walking through the hallways back to the car, and she crying about to go to work, and I'm just laughing because I find joy in those emotional moments. And so me laughing wasn't really laughing at her, but it was just me enjoying the moment. Like, bro, my daughter is four years old entering pre-K. Like, that's a step. And really, I look at it as a parent – Having already been to school, I'm like, oh, this is the first day of the worst days of your life because I hated school. So I'd be like, oh, this is the first day of the worst days of your life. Hey, yo, you're stupid. I'm serious, though. I hated school. So, like, I look at it with my kids and I'm like, oh, this is the first day of the worst days of your life for the next 15 years. Like, you're four, you're going to be going here until you're 18. You go absolutely don't hate it. Don't, don't be that damn dad. Man. I'm not <laughs> telling her that. I'm just thinking that in my mind. Like, from 4 to 18, these next 14 years of you going to school are about to be the worst days of your life, only because I hated it. Maybe you absolutely love school. I love school in the beginning. Got grown and realized oh, all this stuff is stupid. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, you don't even need an education to be great. Like, they they spew on us this education stuff, and it's like, bro, you can you educate. Do, in my opinion, you do need the first. You do need the first twelve years. It's up to your parents how those twelve years are delivered to you mentally. Yeah, yeah. You, it, need it, the first it, it, right. years. you don't need college. It depends on what you're gonna do. If, if you're a doctor, if you're, you wanna, yeah, you not just a doctor, not even just a doctor. Anybody in the world. This is what I learned with Vessel. Anybody that wants to own their own business, at some point, you need business classes. You need business Yeah, and, and, and I agree with that. I yeah. feel like once so, you graduate high school and you move on to college, certain places in life, you'll need a degree. Or, yeah. or you just need to be educated a little bit further. Even if you ain't got a business degree, but you didn't took a couple business classes, you're good. Yeah. Like, you, you learn... Well, that's what a lot of rich people did is they just went to school and took the business classes and then dropped out. Yeah. They got what they needed they really, from it. They exactly. treated college like a buffet. They got what they needed from it and they dipped after that because I don't need the higher education. I'm going, I don't, I'm not going to let the world tell me how educated I need to be. I got the basis of it and I can build from that. And so it's, it's just like seeing my kids growing up and, you know, my son, he's one years old and he's in daycare. But seeing my daughter go to pre-K was just like, man, not only is this a stepping stone in my child's life, but this is the stepping stone in the life as a father. Like, 
first is pre-K, then it's kindergarten, then it's, you know, all the way to through 12th grade where eventually I'm going to be taking pictures for graduation. Like, I'm going to be taking grad pictures with my daughter. And it starts with my daughter because she's the oldest. But, it, it, bro, you, you understand as a father. You know, it's like you can't speak on it, but you understand it. Like, sometimes those moments are precious because, like, bro, being able to go and then, you know, being in the military, you're a prior military, but being in the military and going in uniform and taking a picture with my child while I'm in uniform was like, I seen a lot of parents look at me with a higher respect. Of course. Just because like you're there in uniform and you're taking your kid to school. Like, you you know, you're prior military. You know what it's like. Like when we're in the military, we don't like being places in uniform, but those few special moments, you wouldn't mind taking your kid to pre-K. You wouldn't mind being in uniform and being able to take that picture. And so, Things like, for me to be able to do that was just, bro, it meant everything to me. So, you know, with you having kids and, you know, you, you being able to really relate, but you the OG, you, you the OG in my life. You know, I've had some moments where I've been down and you, you're the man of positivity, period. And people. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. Y'all make sure y'all record this shit. This is yeah, you, right? this you're is the man of positivity, though, for real. Like, this guy right here, the way you saw this guy right here. Bro, because like, you know, I had my low moment the other day and I was at work and I'm at work and I'm like talking about how much I hate work. And like, instead of you being like, yeah, bro, I know the military is BS. You're like, hey, bro, you need to be positive in a moment. Like you're a father, you're a husband. Like there's so many things that you need to be positive about. Don't let one bad moment at work kill you. Took down the tweet. Your wife, your wife and kids, because your wife and kids are watching. Yeah. Kids are watching. That's not the saying. And see, I never want my message. First of all, thank you for that. And I'm and like Asad Sports being goofy, being a stand-up comedian, man to man, heart to heart. I appreciate that because I that is a goal of mine every day is to bring positivity to the world. Period. I've been through so much shit. I've been through so much stuff. Child support, baby daddy, baby mama drama, court. I, bro, I'm family members, I, my, my, my marriage was on the brakes. People never really know what people go through. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to tell everybody my business, but I will tell people my story. And what I've learned is positivity thinking will always win. It takes too much energy to be negative. It takes too much energy to hate something. Also, every day you wake up, you get two C's, a chance and a choice. There was a choice for you and I both to join the military. There's good days, there are bad days. That doesn't mean that's going to stop when you get out or if you get out and you start a new employment position somewhere else or if you start running your own business or up in flames gets picked up by a network, the pressure now rises. The expectation now rises. Those military days, they're nothing. You're looking back like, damn, I thought that was an issue. Now now we're talking about production, marketing, pre-prod, post-prod, sponsorship. How far are you going to go? Contract. Now you got to get an attorney. Now you got to get a manager. Now you got to get an agent. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. That's where you could be, though, with your talent. So the reason why I reached out to you that day about that is because I see where you're going. And that was the devil trying to stir you up and distract you. You had just dropped your daughter off. You like you had some great things in your life happening. You had some great things, whether that was the day before, the day after the day of, it doesn't matter. God knew it was coming. God knew that was going to be a moment for you. That's why the devil threw that at you. That's why he threw that at you. He threw yeah. that at you because he knew you either just felt something good or you got something good going. And when we react that way, 
a guy like you, like I said, that I think really has a spot in this industry on a paid network level is they'll always try to come back and see what you used to say, which is the dumbest shit in the world because it's like I said it like six, seven years ago. Bro. Why are you guys why are you guys even care? Why are you guys even but you can find it only takes a handful of people to twist it and make it into something that can ruin something for you. That's why I reached out to you through text and not on social media. Yeah. So it was more personal. So you felt I'm I ain't trying to step on your toes, but you know, if I ain't if I ain't give a damn about you or about your talent or what you could be or the young buddy friendship that we're building, bro, I'd have just kept scrolling. But I'm hitting you because the OG once hit me like this. And it yeah. clicked and made sense. So thank you. No, thank you for that, bro. I appreciate it. But that's always my goal. My goal is just to be positive, be goofy. Like because we all at the end of the at the end of the journey, dog. I hate to say it, it's the truth. We all die. That's the end of your yeah. journey. So you might as well enjoy the journey, not the don't look for the end result. Just enjoy the ride. Because at the end result, bro, six are carrying you. Your mama, your baby mama, your girl, whatever, your homies, your friends, your relatives. They all standing around looking at your corpse crying. That's the end. And I and I know that's wrong up in people's face. Like, mm -hmm. what? But it's the truth. You've been to funerals. I've been to funerals. When you're standing there, you're like, damn, I just talked to her. And it's over. So positivity helps me enjoy the ride more and link up with cats like you, man. You, you're in my you're in my top 5% NFL.com fantasy football uh, league this year. Your first time in the league. League has been 12 years now. It's your first time in the league. You're going to get your ass whooped. Expeditiously, <laughs> expeditiously, every guy that comes in the lead the first year, they all get there because it's a you saw my lineup, you saw my score, it's different, man. And most guys aren't used to it, but <laughs> if people played enough, they start. I'm the defend, I won last year, I won last year by like two points. I'm the defending champion. 12 years, I never won my own league, bro. 12 years, I and last year was the first year, last year was the first year, and I'm going so I can say all year defending vets in sports. NFL.com fantasy league champion until one of y'all fools come take it from me. But it ain't gonna be you because you like Ohio State. So why would it be you? So I'm glad you brought that up. We're not even gonna go down that road. I know, I know, I know. That was off of our conversation before we started recording. That's what he wanna do is BJ's a Michigan fan. I'm an Ohio State fan. We're just gonna establish that so that I don't have to go down that road. Of I don't have to hold the L from last year because that was a hard L to hold. I went missing for a, quite some time after like Ohio State lost like the Michigan because it just have. it's it's been so long since I've had to take that L. It's been so long since I had to hold that L, and holding it is not something that I was interested in doing. But speaking of VJ being positive, he's also a Dolphins fan. And so what we about to get into is the fact that as a Dolphins fan, he got you have to think that he has something to look forward to in the Miami Dolphins this year. I'm looking at Miami. I'm like, it's arguably the best secondary in the league. Arguably, we could start bringing up the arguments of who you putting, but Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, I'm putting that one two corner against anybody. This I think that's the modern day Darrell Revis, Antonio Cromartie. To be honest, that's just my personal opinion. You're talking about Tyreek Hill as an addition. You're talking about Cedric Wilson as an addition. We know Mike Jacecki is what top five to seven tight end. 
in football right now. So we'll give them that credit. Added what every running back in the book at this point. They added an offensive mind to Mike McDaniel at this point. But the expectation, everything that Miami has done, and it seems like at the end of the day, it all falls on Tua Tagovailoa as far as how good Miami can be. So, VJ, you're the Miami Dolphins fan. You're the guy who breaks down sports. You do this for a living. What are your expectations as a fan? And what are your expectations as a guy who just knows the game, loves the game, and talks football all day? What, what is it that you need to see from Miami to essentially be like, we're on the road to success or we're here, we're successful, and we just as good as anybody, and we ready to try and win the Super Bowl? I tell you this, I'm glad you asked it the way you asked it because it is a two-pronged question. Because I I tried this year more than any year ever as a Dolphin fan, I don't want fandom to play into it. I want to really analyze the Mm -hmm. team, really analyze the schedule, really analyze everything that goes on with it and go from there. Um, My expectation is to at least two to three games better than you were last year. Okay, two to three games better than you were last year at nine and eight and at 10 to seven the year before. So two plus 500 win years, but one or two games, we know that's not good enough in the National Football League. 11 and six to me would still be a eh, because if you're 11 and six, that means you could have been 10 and seven. Just like if you're nine and eight, you could have been 10 and seven. If you're 10 and seven, you could have been 11 and six or you could have been nine and eight. Mm-hmm. But if you're 12 and five, you're a really good football team. Yeah, you're well, a really good football team. Yes, if you're 12 and five or better, you're a very good football team. You have a very good chance at playing for a championship. Now, with that being said, we talk about two all day. I don't. There's nothing I, I need to say that hasn't been said. We already know who Tariq Hill is. We already know who Jalen Waddle is. Like Alabama's starting to look like receiver. You real talk. I mean, started with kind of Julio, right? And now yep. the, every, it's just like every damn receiver that comes out of there, LSU, are turning into number ones and stars. Terrence Marshall Jr. is in Carolina. Everybody's talking about they don't have any weapons. Yeah, they do. Baker's got a guy to throw to. That kid played. He played with Jefferson at LSU. He won a national championship. I believe as a true freshman, he can run and run, he can run routes and catch the football. So LSU and Alabama are looking like, you know, a receiver you. So that's where Jalen Waddle comes into play. I know a lot was a lot of screens and a lot of short passes, but 104 catches, 4,000 yards is still 104 catches, 4,000 yards. Six touchdowns, so I see. I need to see more. I need 10. I mm-hmm. need 10 from Waddle because Tariq Hill, the best, most dangerous weapon in all of the National Football League, just opens up for everybody. And later in the show, we'll get to the AFC West and how I feel about the Chiefs losing him. But on this segment, as far as the Miami Dolphins gaining him, you have a guy who can essentially do everything on offense and doesn't have a weakness, and the Dolphins haven't had that since Ricky Williams. And I've not been this excited since we traded in the offseason for Ricky Williams. So the line, we could go, miss, listen, we could talk about Cedric Wilson, Moser, and, and, um, and, um, and any other running back, I'm sorry, his name is slipping my mind. Chase Edmonds. We can talk about all that. It comes down to the line. Football 101. 
can you run the football? Can you stop the run? And can you rush the passer? Because if you can rush the passer, that means your defensive line is getting pressure. If you can stop the run defensive line, you can run the football and protect the quarterback offensive line. Football one-on-one. We have three of those solved. We have a defense that can rush the passer, and we have a defensive line that allows corners to not have to cover long, and we can get sacks and get interceptions and get turned. Remember, Miami led the league in turnover differential two years ago. Last year it slipped off with the 0-7 start. I don't know what was going on. All the stuff with Flores and all with the owners and the tampering and Tom Brady and the boat and Deshaun. I, you know, it was a mess. That's why they started 0-7. And it's all starting to come out now and starting to show why they started 0-7. Um, it comes to the line, man. Armstead, Connor. Can Austin Jackson, first-round pick from two, three years ago, number 18 overall at a USC at left tackle, but is now going to probably play right tackle or right guard. Can he get going? Ickenberg, the the guy, uh, the, uh, the the tackle slash guard from Notre Dame, can he get going? And Terod Armstead, I know he was the big left tackle free agency, uh, big fish to catch, the big marlin, the big, you know, the big yellow, yellow fin you want to go out there and get, but he did only play nine games last year, okay? So that means he missed time, so that's a concern. If the offensive line is just plays 75 to 80%, Tua's hip is healed. He looks good. He looks great. I know it's preseason, guys. I know it's training camp. But if he looked bad or if anybody else looked bad, we'd be talking shit. So yep. if somebody looks good, it's okay to say, hey, man, I know it's, I, I know it's training camp and preseason, but damn, Trey, uh, 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 um, Trey Lance looks like the part. Like, he looks like the part. He's got Shanahan. He was like, you know, so like – uh, he's got McDaniel. Tool's got McDaniel. Tool looks the part. He can't throw deep. Did you not see like the 60 yard bomb in, in, seven, in full contact practice against the defense against Xavier Howard and, and Byron Jones getting burnt? But that's Tariq Hill running by them. They know now. Okay, yeah, this guy. It's it's a lot of moving pieces. So I say all that to say my expectation as a fan is 12 and 5. My mm-hmm. expectation as an analyst, though scares me because it falls to 11 to 6 or 10 and 7 and just as quick as I can the reason why that is is because I don't know about the line and if the line is bad it's it's a 500 year it's a five or slightly below so it's 10 and 7 or it's 9 and 8 again and at that point you could look if Sean Payton lets it be known openly that he wants to coach the Miami Dolphins Mike McDaniel will have one year as the coach at Miami Dolphins. And I said this on, uh, and and not to plug their show or anything, but I did say this on Fox Sports Radio with uh, Broussard. And I actually put the clip out on my my YouTube and my my IG and my Twitter. People can go check it over there at Husky Entertainment, the voice of next. That even at 10 and 7, and if it's a last late rush into the season, 10 and 7, like we win our last three. Say we're 7 and 7 and we win our last three. And if it's 10 and 7, if Sean Payton says openly, I want to coach the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel's gone. He's gone. And if Tom Brady says, I want to go back to the original plan and go QB the Dolphins because I got to stick this up Belichick's ass just one time, Tua Tagovailoa is done. This season is that big. And I know this is extreme, but I'm just, if it happens, you all can come back and go, yo, VJ called that, yeah. And Chris was like, are you serious? Oh, 10 and 7. I said 10 and 7. If he's 10 and 7 and I'm Ross and Peyton tells me he wants to be the coach, listen, kiddo, we gave you everything. I know it was one year, but we gave you everything. We let you bring your running backs in. We got you, Tariq. The defense was set. 
we we got you the tackle you needed. We got you the center, Connor Connor Williams from Dallas. We you know like we got you everything you needed, and this was the one year we needed twelve and five out of you because ten and seven in the AFC is so stacked. Ten and seven might not get you. So if it's a ten and seven and they don't make the playoffs, I know it's just one year. But we live in a very reactive society in sports now, where coaches just don't get time no more, man. They guys are firing coaches in the NFL. If you don't win a playoff game or if you are Super Bowl, you're the Mike McCarthy. You're on the clock, sir. Well, I don't give a damn what Jerry Jones said. You're on the clock, sir. Go go ten and seven this year or lose a home playoff again game again this year. You ain't Jason Garrett. He don't love you like he loved him. Mm-hmm. Go lose another home playoff. Game. Mike McDaniel, go 10 and 7 this year and not make the playoffs with the Dolphins. So my expectation as a fan is 12 and 5. But my expectation as an analyst is something scares me about this line. I I, I just it, we haven't fixed it in a decade. So why would I think it would be fixed now? Yeah, and I feel that. And so when I look, I'm on the outside looking in. I'm not a Dolphins fan. You know what I'm saying? I got a homeboy, one of my closest homeboys. He a big time Dolphins fan, straight out of Miami. He sends me the two eclipse of him looking good on a daily at this point. He'll never send me the one two eclipse that make Tua look bad, and I don't care because, all right, everybody going to have a bad throw in camp. I don't care. Like, Tua doesn't make a throw in camp. All right, neither did Aaron Rodgers, neither did Patrick Mahomes. Like, we want to shed light on everything good, and we want to hide everything bad, but Tua ain't the only one who had a bad throw in camp, so I don't care. But when I look, I'm on the outside looking in, and I'm like, Bro, this is a good team. Like, this is a really good team. Like, really good. And if I'm putting my face... Sneaky good is what Bucky Brooks, LeVar Arrington, and... Oh, there's one more guy over there at Fox. Because I'm starting to meet the athletes, the former, like, Plaxico over there now. Like, these guys are doing radio over there now. So, uh, uh, Brady Quinn. I forget who else, but it was, like, three former... Guys, that when somebody was like, "Oh, you did Dolphins," and one guy blatantly, so I think it was Plaxico. He goes, "He goes, hey man, when you look at Miami, you, you see the thing. Everybody keep focusing on Tua. That defense, there was a lot going on there last year. That defense ain't starting on seven. And he got Tua hit look good. And all you gotta do is just throw quick slants or throw stop and goes or throw stop routes to them two fast boys. He goes, trust me, sooner or later they breaking one. He goes, that's just speed." He goes, they are sneaky good. And that's all you need. Two tight ends, yeah. But it's, it's the line, the line, though, Mo. And, and, and I get the line. I know, bro, for every even great team, there's a cause for concern somewhere. Like, there's a reason why we don't put a stamp on a locked-in Super Bowl winner. We can't call the Super Bowl winner because for every team that we think is going to be good, there's something negative about them. But when you look at Miami, like, yes, we might question Tua, but – Bro, this is the best team Tua has ever had offensively. Like, you gave him Tyreek Hill. You signed Cedric Wilson. Nobody brought in Cedric Wilson saying he got to be wide receiver one. Tua ain't Justin Fields over here where we're talking about we're giving him bare minimum, whatever we can do. You gave him an offensive-minded head coach. Traded for Nikhil Henry, and now he's out eight weeks. Exactly where you gave him an offensive-minded head coach, not a defensive guy, Matt Eberflus. You gave him a number one option, a solid number one option. We're talking about a top five wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. He has Mike Gisecki, which we've known he's had up to this point. 
You surrounded him with running backs just in case Mike McDaniels is the type of guy who runs a Kyle Shanahan offense and they go through the rush. All right, well, I got a plethora of running backs to make that happen. I got Edmonds. I got Mostert. I got Lynn Bowden if it come down to it because he had and a good- remember Gaskins. Gaskins might make this team. I've always liked him, but I liked him at Washington. I watched him at Washington living in L.A. You see a lot of Pac-12. He runs hard. Just think about he it. He needs a home. might not even be a guy. Like, when we bring up Washington, I mean, when we bring up Miami running backs, like, he could not make the team. And Gaskin, for you fantasy lovers, yeah. has been a guy who's come in clutch. When your running back one got hurt, you put in Gaskin in that starting lineup, and he came through clutch in the yeah. week that you needed him to come through clutch and win the game. You're a fantasy guy. You know, like. Miles Gaskin was a guy who came through clutch when you needed him. So you're talking about four different running backs, three, four different wide receivers, a top five to seven tight end. And the question is the quarterback, but everybody talks about Tua's arm talent, right? But bro, didn't he make a name? Like, isn't Tua Tua for the simple fact he slung the ball down the field to Devontae Smith in the national championship game? Like, it ain't like he gave it to a, on a wide receiver. A freshman, screen. A freshman, a freshman? Bro, and it's not like he gave it on a wide receiver screen and let Devontae take it to the house. No, he launched it down the field to win a national championship game, essentially. So when everybody's like, you know, Tua has a noodle arm, I'm sitting here like, all right, I get that, but he's Tua because of the throw he made in the national championship game and the guy with the noodle arm doesn't make that throw. So when I'm looking at the Dolphins, I'm with you. I, I say, I say they have to go 12 and five to guarantee themselves in the playoffs because the AFC is so strong. It will get 11, into 11 and six gets them in. I'm not sure 12 and, but, 12, but and five, I, 12 and five can win a division. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not sold on Buffalo. Okay. And, 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 and you know, what's crazy. I, I'm with you. They got a new offensive coordinator. Yep. Like there's there's a lot of things going in Buffalo where I'm and with you. Where the division, no one's talking about. And I only heard one other guy. It might have been Willie McGinnis over at NFL Network, which I would love to work for. The guy I heard speak different on Buffalo. The guy that I could refer to, Keyshawn Johnson. Okay, Keyshawn Johnson is the I guy. Heard, I actually I actually heard that one morning. I was I was outside because I'm a late owl, and I think I went to sit in my car and and puff. Cause sometimes I like doing it in the house when the kids are sleeping, my wife is sleeping. That's just like getting fresh air at three and four in the morning. So that show starts at 3 a.m. here. So if I heard it, you know I'd be up. Yeah. So it starts at 3 a.m. here. And I did hear where he was. He's not sold on Buffalo. Buffalo. And he's factoring that Dayball is gone. They got a new offensive coordinator. We credit Dayball to give, you know, Josh Allen success, right? Like we're like, oh, Josh Allen developed. Well, it, got him, it got him a head coaching job. Right. And, and so now that he's gone and we're talking about Ken Dorsey and we can talk about his college career or whatever, but no. Keyshawn is the guy who points out like, bro, I'm just not sold that Buffalo is just going to be as great as everybody thinks, as great as they played. And it wasn't Josh Allen's fault that they lost the game in the playoffs last year. You would think with their top-notch offensive coordinator that everybody values and gives credit to the Giants for hiring, that has to mean something. Because mm-hmm. anywhere else, if he got a head coaching job anywhere else, it would mean something like, oh, they lost him. And so that's the guy I've listened to where I'm like, all right, he makes sense. 
Him not being sold on the Bills because they lost their offensive coordinator, they lost the guy that we're giving all the credit to for Josh Allen's success up to this point, and he's gone, makes perfect sense to me. So I think the AFC East could be had, and I think the Dolphins can get it done because I look in New England, and I'm like, yeah, Brian, uh, Bill Belichick is a great head coach. We know that, but it's starting to look year in and year out that Bill Belichick might be a product of Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? And that that doesn't mean Bill's not a great coach. Because I watched the preseason game the other day between them and the Lions. I respect the living hell out of Bill Belichick. Yeah. Because you can tell when that man puts that headset on and he's looking at that laminated paper man with the – like you can – football is a game. You know why football is the best sport, Mo? You can't bullshit it. No, you can't 100%. You can bullshit basketball. You can bullshit baseball. I can just have the better, I can field the better player on the court. Yeah, you can, you can can even bullshit, you can even bullshit golf. You know why? Because you could come in 40th and still win money. Yeah, I'm saying like you still win something. You can, you can, you can bullshit your way in tennis as long as you just make tournaments and you know, make it to the second and third round of most tournament. You know, people will say, oh, that a 12-year, 15-year tennis career, 16-year tennis career. Football, you got to buckle that chin strap. You got to strap on them shoulder pads, bro. You got to eat your Wheaties and drink your protein. And you got you can't eat fast food. You can't you can't mess around your body, bro. You need a trainer. Like, you, it, it, it's the ultimate commitment game. You better be committed. And when you see guys that have talent and they exceed that it shows you that they're they are super super committed my reason for not buying buffalo to jump back to that very uh fast is very simple the last three years in russian 24th and i believe 27th and 28th they don't run the football they can't run the football the chiefs had defensive issues last year which really kind of opened that game. Remember, Honey Badger doesn't play in that game against Buffalo. He's out injured. He takes away a lot, a lot of the pass plays that were wide open and left the second second place guys and and you know backups. Gabriel Davis that. is the man of the the night in that Buffalo game when you really yeah. Back yeah I mean the receivers are running. If you, if you, the receivers are running wide open, they're running wide open. I'm not going to blame Josh Allen for them losing the game, but in in sports. What we do is we take account of how many wins, playoffs, and Super Bowls quarterbacks have. Do I like it? No, but it is what it is. It's just it's, I'm a Marino guy, but to me, you can't never put him lower than top five. If we're talking court, just quarterbacks. All right, he don't got the ring. I get that. We all know why, but you can't put him no lower than five. Like that. Come on now. That's that's just stupid. There's not six guys. There's not five guys that threw the ball and played a position better than him. So I won't blame Josh Allen for that. But Buffalo, Vegas has picked them to win the, the division, the conference, and Vegas has them favored to win the Super Bowl. They have Josh Allen favored to win MVP. That's a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot to have to live up to this year. And then once again, they don't run the football. Bill Belichick's defense twice, the bum-ass Jets defense twice, and the Dolphins defense twice. Sooner or later, I don't like Josh Allen to me. Ain't, he ain't Lamar. He ain't Kyler. I know people want him to be, but he's not. So when they can make plays really happen late in the year, trust me, I, this is the year I go out on a limb and say this is the year. I don't want to say Buffalo gets figured out because I hate that phrase, but I think teams 
they game plan a little better against them and say, okay, they're not going to run and they can't run. Now, they do have Davin Cook's brother. They did draft him out of Georgia. He is certified. But he doesn't, from what I'm hearing, he doesn't like being there. He didn't want to go there and he doesn't want to be there. So I'm not sure that that'll take any, make a play any less, but there, there's that. But uh, Buffalo's picked to win the division. If they don't have any major injuries, I think they can, but you're going to have to get to 12 and five if you're Miami to compete with them to win a division. You're not winning division at 11 and six because that would mean Josh Allen got knocked out for the year. And then Buffalo would just tumble down. You know what I'm saying? The bum ass Jets are already off. They they just they they just escaped losing their quarterback for the year, right? And then the Patriots, we'll see. But Belichick can flat out coach football, regardless of who he has. They'll be competitive 16 weeks. They'll have one blowout where they blow somebody out. They'll have one game where they get their asses blown out. But mm-hmm. week to week, when you go to check the Patriots score, it's gonna be within six to eight points. He doesn't get blown out. So I think they'll be competitive. I just I don't buy I don't buy Mac Jones. That's my issue with with the I don't buy Mac Jones. Um, you know I'm glad you said that, and that moves you mentioning Mac Jones moves us on into our next topic, and we talk a second year quarterbacks. So there's some guys that are set up for success, and we felt like Mac Jones was set up for. For success, just by being drafted to the Patriots in his rookie year, I I'm a guy who breaks down the draft. I'm a guy. I'm a big draft guy. I know you're a Why big did draft. You do my draft show then, bro. Because <laughs> we're not gonna get into this. You, I, missed, you missed, man. That's my <laughs> second year doing a live first round draft. Four hours live. Bro. You I, and I invited. I told you to come. I on, know, man. but you know, listen. I, Bro, you had your own, you had a draft show today. Yeah, I had a draft That's show, why. and yeah, I, I, remember. See, I remember. I remember the text message. Yeah, we'll have we'll have conversations off the air, right? But we felt like, and we had our conversation, but we felt like whoever gets drafted by the Patriots, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields or Mac Jones, there were two teams that you were going to be set up for success for that we knew were looking at quarterbacks: San Francisco and the New England Patriots. And so once Trey Lance went to San Francisco, we're like, oh, if Justin Fields can get to the New England Patriots, he's going to be set up for success just playing for New England, just being coached by Bill Belichick, having at that time Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator, like you're going to be set up for success because we seen in the moment, what was that, the game against Buffalo when it was cold weather and Mac Jones threw what, five times? They ran the ball and they played defense and they won the game. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the stuff. But we knew, like, all right, we're not going to put you in I position. I love that type of football, though, man. I love, I loved watching that game. This is boring. I anyway. But you know what's crazy? I, when when I watched that game, I told everybody. I told my homeboy. I told everybody betting. I said, "Hey, take the under of this game. Yep. It's cold as hell. Take the under. Take and the under. They're they're gonna run the football. Yep. Well, Buffalo has this crazy offense, and I'm like, yeah, but. Josh Allen ain't throwing the ball 50 times with the wind being 35 plus miles per hour. Like it's going to be run versus one run versus run. What was the final score? 17 to 14. Yeah. I think in that game. Scores came to, I think two of those scores came late. Yeah. Late in the game. Yeah. It was, it was. So when you look at the second year quarterbacks, I know we're on, I know we have to be on the same page because I feel like the whole world has to be on the same page for it's a two part question. So first, 
And we have to be on the same page because the whole world has to. And I know you know your football, so I know you're going to say the answer. What second-year quarterback is set up to fail going into his second year? This is easy, though, man. This is easy. Come on, man. You should have asked me. I just want to ask this one first. Get it out of the way. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so the quarterback, the second-year quarterback that's set up to fail the most hurts me because I love the kid. I followed him through high school when he first committed to Georgia and then transferred to go play for the fuck eyes. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. What? I don't, I don't understand. And you know, what's funny is I defended Chicago for like the last two years. I have a very, 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 very tiny crush on them because of the 85 bears was really my love lust introduction to football. 83 is when I first started watching, but something that captivated me that was marketable, that was fun. I, 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 can, I have memories of sitting around my mom and my stepdad, Glenn, and my brother, Dennis, and my brother, Terrence, watching Bears games, watching the Super Bowl shuffle video, uh, come on between the you know commercials and shit, was the 85 Bears. And I love Jim McMahon. I, I, I remember asking my mom for a Kangaroos a headband. Me and my my, my t- I played for the Lee Franconia Wolverines that year. We went 13-0 and won the championship of, of Lee Franconia, Virginia. Like, we all wanted the Ruse. Um, uh, headbands and then to wear it around our neck like Walter Payton. We, the, so I have, I've always had this little slight. I never go against them unless they're playing the Dolphins. I always, whenever I'm watching the Bears or I go to check in the score, I want to see them up. Their team to me, the NFL is better when the Bears are good. But what they are doing to Justin Fields, it should and be, I'm, a and, I'm, and I'm, I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there and let you take it. It should be a crime, and you know me. I'm an Ohio State fan. We established this, yeah. so I want to see in. That's the hardest part, right? Is quarterback position for Ohio State is the one position that we don't see success in in the NFL. Nope. I'm okay with that because when you look back at college, you're like, Troy, Troy you had a shot. Troy had a shot, but he's behind Flacco. But, but Troy we, had a shot. Troy had a shot. But we have great college quarterbacks that don't translate to the NFL. Like even when you watch JT Barrett, you're like, oh, that's a great college quarterback, but I know he ain't going to do nothing in the NFL. And for me being an Ohio State fan, that's fine. Like, what you do at Ohio State and what you do in the NFL are two separate things. But there are two quarterbacks that I watch where I'm like, oh, these are going to be dudes in the NFL. Dwayne Haskins, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins, and then Justin Fields. Oh, yeah, Field. yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, rest, rest in peace, Haskins. But he was a guy, when I watched him in college, I'm like, oh, he's in the pocket. He's slinging that thing left, right, you know, up, down, whatever. He's going to be a dude in the NFL. Unfortunately, he wasn't. But then Justin Fields came along. And I'm like, he's exactly what you're asking for in a modern-day quarterback. And then they start breaking down his film, and they're like, oh, he he he's a first-read guy. And anytime you got to get him off his first read, he's not great. And that's why Zach Wilson was taking over him. And that's why Trey Lance. You know, when if, I, if, I, if I can interrupt for one second, you know, you, you know, and I hope you do, so I won't. I'm trying to figure out how to preface it to make it sound. Just say it, because I know what you're about to say, and I'm about to agree with you. So, it's the reason why some of these quarterbacks face the criticism they do is one reason is simply because they're black or brown. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it. you bring and that's, that's up. why people say that's why Zach Wilson went number two. Zach Wilson pretty much went number two because he's a blonde haired blue eyed guy who did one damn throw at a pro day that everybody went crazy about. Malik Willis did the same throw the following year. And if I could just real quick, 30 seconds, I promise it'll be quick. 
I told you guys about Malik Willis leading up to the draft. I told you guys about Malik Willis when he's been drafted. He's Air McNair point two. You watch this. Mr. Ryan Tannehill. Hello, sir. Yeah, you, former Dolphin quarterback. You're on a bad throw decision count. And I got the count right now at 12 and a half over and under. I'll take the over. By week 12, Malik Willis will be starting for the Tennessee Titans at the quarterback position. This idea that, oh, he's not ready yet. You guys are just saying that because he's black. You got, but you, but Kenny Pickett also kind of wasn't ready yet. What are you starting to hear coming out of training camp, though? Who could possibly start opening day for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. And and I'm glad you said that. Quinny Dan Pickett. But coming out of the draft, even Desmond Riddler, Riddler, Ritter, Ritter, Desmond Ritter from Atlanta. I know, I don't think he starts because I think Mariota's still good enough to get you competitive. Sunday to Sunday. I don't know what their record will be this year. I have Atlanta at five or six wins. I don't think they have much on that team. And that's why you're you're resetting everything. You sent off Julio year before. You sent off Matt Ryan. And now you have a journeyman. Um, you have a journeyman quarterback now who's gonna take over. But 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 back to just Malik and back to uh and, and back to Justin Fields. I swear if Justin Fields had a, a adequate backup, people would be saying. You know what? I just maybe you let him sit. Maybe you don't throw him out there to the wolves. And but they never say that about white quarterbacks. White quarterbacks can play. They'll still get. Sam Darnold is in the sixth year, and people are still blaming the Jets for how bad he is. And people are still thinking he's got a shot. I got a bet. I got a Grubhub bet with a guy right now from another radio show that he starts like four games this year to over and under. I said, excuse you, who? Sam Darnold. I said, give me the under. Grubhub. He goes, Grub. You're a Grubhub. We keep it. We keep the price within range and sandwiching and some wings or something. Yeah. I want dinner for the family, but it's a way of when I want to fill my belly, I'm going to use your money right now, bro. I'm hungry. Remember that Grubhub we had? Yeah. The game starting 30 minutes. I'll take 15 wings, all drums, extra ranch. No, I don't need, but I don't need, I, I, I got, I got chips here. I don't, I don't need fries. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Send that. You got the address, bro. Click. So that's the bets I like to do during football season, but I got one. With Sam Darnold, but back to Justin Fields, it's just it's bad, man. In Chicago, they should be good. Like the you're the Bears, you mean something to the NFL. You mean something to me, and I don't. I'm not a fan, but I want to see the Bears, the Raiders, the Cowboys, the Giants. There's certain teams I just think the NFL is better when they're good because you either love them or hate them, and they, and, yeah. and it's good for the city. It's good for the league. But, yeah, man, I'm with you. Justin Fields is the quarterback that I choose that has the most to lose. He'll get blamed for everything. I mean, hey, I like Cole. I like I like Cole Komet at tight end. I think he's a bunch of – are you fantasy geeks out there? Guys, when you're looking for a tight end in, like, the like that's 8th, ninth, 10th, maybe even 12th, 11th round, Cole, Cole Komet is sitting right there, guys. He's going to get a ton of targets because he's got nobody else to throw the ball to other than Montgomery and turn the hand the ball to him. But, yes, my answer is – Justin Fields. And the only reason why, just to clear something up between a Wolverine and a fuck eye. <laughs> I'm so real about my sports. There's always fuck eyes I like. And I don't have a problem admitting it. Sean Springs, Joey Galloway. I played against Eddie George in high school when I was a sophomore. He was a senior at Fork Union, and I was at Fishburne Military Academy. I always mess with Eddie George. Um, I always liked uh, Antoine Winfield. God, I could not stand that guy. But damn, if that dude could not play corner in football. So Troy Smith, 
It's Braxton Miller. I, there's guys I looked at and was like, damn, man, why ain't Michigan get? And those are years we were struggling. I was like, damn. And 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 he, like Michigan was like one of his last four. And I'm like, well, damn, what happened? We were in the last four. How he ain't choose us? We ain't pay him enough? Shit. Get the money up, man. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know the deal, dog. Get the money yeah. up. I'm not fan. I don't care. Oh, uh, Michigan found out they're paying the uh, you know, ESPN found Michigan's playing 13 players. I'm like, shit, we should have paid 16. Maybe we'd have beat Georgia last year. <laughs> we should have paid 16. Maybe That's we'd have beat Georgia. So I'm that guy. So I would say things like that. I'd be like, damn, man, we ain't give Braxton Miller, we ain't give his mom a new job or something. You know, Ohio did. So you know the fuck guys did. That's how they got him. But there's always fuck guys that I liked, man, and that I respected their game. Uh, even when Joey Galloway was in the NFL, I love Chris Carter. There's a lot of fuck guys I respect, man, and I love. It's just the rivalry thing. But ju- I just want to clear so you don't think I'm just a total hater. And Justin feels to me he doesn't qualify as a fuck guy because he originally committed to Georgia. I've always had a side crush with Georgia. Hines Ward, Craig Lumpkin, no Sean Moreno, AJ Green, no Sean Walker. Walker. Dude, when I was a kid, I loved Eric Dickerson and Herschel Walker. When I was a kid, bro, when I was like eight, nine, Herschel Walker, Eric, you couldn't tell me nothing wrong about Herschel Walker or Eric Dickerson. I was a different fan as a kid, man. That's why I think, and this is not a brag, I'm just, why I'm so well-rounded, honestly. Because I, I used to, like, I fuck with John Starks. And you're not going to find many people who will tell you they fucked with John. But you know why I did? Because even though Jordan handed him his natural ass just about every time he played him, he never backed down from him. He, he never backed there. down from Jordan. At the end of the day, he was there. Like, he that's all there. that means. He was up in Jordan's face. They would stand chest to chest and talk. And you know Jordan's looking down like, man, come on, man. I, I dropped 45. And Stark's like, I don't give a shit. I'm here. And, I, and even as a, what was I? I was probably like 14, 15, 16 during that run. I Dude, I looked at that like, Wow, because Jordan's gonna hang 40 on him, but Starks would never run and hide, man. So I was a different type of sports fan. Even those teams I hate are you know teams that had a superstar, maybe the third guy on the team. I just saw something in. And Ohio State's always one of those schools, man. You I love Stroud. I call Stroud, I called two of his games in high school out here in California in San Bernardino. Yeah. I called two of his games. So I have a thing for the kid, man. I just don't want him to be Michigan. <laughs> and you you know before I get on the fields thing because I'm with you on the yeah. second year quarterback as far as you know who was set up to fail is Justin Fields hands down 100% they did nothing Darnell Mooney supposed to be wide receiver one bro on any decent team he's the third best wide receiver or whatever you don't like but Darnell Mooney I think he's if he's my second best wide receiver I can win a lot of games. If he's my third best wide receiver, I have an explosive offense. That's oh, wow. Damn. I, look, I look at Mooney like that because he's wide receiver one and, and probably going to be a fantasy favorite in the fifth, sixth round. Yeah. Because the lack of weapons for Chicago. If they had good weapons, he's wide receiver two. And if, it, like I said, if he's my second best wide receiver, I can win some games. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can win some games. I'm a playoff team. If he's my third wide receiver, I got, I, I got some brewing out there in Chicago. If Mooney, my third best wide receiver, what's Chicago's record to you this year? Man, I think they're four and thirteen, five and twelve. Wow. If you want me to be honest, I have no hope. You got a young quarterback, and you hired a defensive minded head coach 
who went and got defense. They got a problem because they don't want to play their they don't want to pay their linebacker. So now they're playing scarce with money. They not signing nobody. OBJ's out there. I get it. He's not going to play week one. He's not going to play the first month or two. He's not going to Chicago. I, I and I know OBJ isn't going to go to Chicago. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you're not playing. And, I, and I'm with you. OBJ. He's going to a true competitor, and yeah. and he's going to play it out. I get he that. He wants to play back with the Rams. I'm, I'm out here in LA. I, I, I hear it up cool. close. It he makes sense. Matter of fact, my son and I will be at their preseason game. We got box seats with the company that's trying to hire me. Uh, we'll be at the preseason game next week. I, I think it makes sense for OBJ just to go back to the Rams and play with Cup and Allen Robinson and go back with Matt Stafford and just – with them. Just Yeah, just do what you do, and, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is, like, the Bears, I understand, like, Odell won't go to Chicago, but they're not in the conversation of, like, they, they're interested in Odell. I don't care if Odell ain't interested in them. You should be interested in him. They talking about maybe Will Fuller. What do you mean maybe Will Fuller? I know he's injury prone, but you ain't got your quarterback. Nothing but Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. And you're talking about maybe we're interested in Will Fuller? Even if I only get him for five games, that's five games where my second best wide receiver is better than anything I got on my roster outside of Darnell Mooney. So when I look at it, but Real quick before I go to Justin Fields, and then we're gonna move no, on. No, 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 no. I'm actually just I'm actually watching you right now, man. And I'm just talking sports with you, dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's where we're at. You're so good, you're good. You're good at up, this. You're good at this, man. Go ahead. Since, since you brought up liking Ohio State players as a Michigan fan, this is where I wanted to go. Was like, believe it or not, Ohio State fans, I love y'all. Y'all know I talk. Yeah, y'all know I'm ride or die with the Buckeyes. I got it tattooed on my body, but. There were a couple of Michigan I saw players. that shit the other day in the picture of you and your wife. Yeah. It was her birthday, right? Yep, it was her birthday. Okay, so you see my birthday to Miss Mo Flames. Mrs. Excuse me. Mrs. Mo Flames. Happy birthday from the Husky family invest in sports. I saw that shit on your forearm. I said, I know damn well he don't think he gonna come on my show with a damn big ass O, look yep. like a butthole, tattooed <laughs> on his arm. I got I got the Ohio State O tatted on me. That's real. That's real. That's real. But what I'm looking at is like, okay, when I grew up watching the Ohio State Michigan rivalry, there were a couple Michigan players that I fell in love with. Give them to me. Braylon Edwards is one. Yeah. Braylon Edwards is mine. Yeah, because you know my age shows when I talk about these guys, but Braylon Edwards is my number one. Like. Bro, when I watched him play against Ohio State, when I watched him play in the Big Ten, like, he's the dude where I'm like, bro, I just love Braylon Edwards. I wanted to play wide receiver as a kid because of Braylon Edwards. I hated like, that he went to Cleveland because I knew I knew his career. Oh, when he they went to Cleveland, Jets, I was like, oh, saved him. But if he didn't went somewhere else to start his career, it's like David Terrell. If David Terrell had went somewhere else other than Chicago at that time, because they picked him fifth overall, so they weren't a good team. And he and he exactly. played on a broken foot his whole junior year. He played on a broken foot. I wanted David Terrell to go back for his senior year because I felt like if you're going to come out, I know you're, they're still going to draft you, but medicine at that time, you're talking, this is 98-99. This is because he played with Brady. Yeah. This is 98-99. He played with Brady at Michigan. So, but anyway, yeah, Braylon Edwards, I used to be. Bro, he was. At that point, I was a barber. I used to talk so much shit in the barber shop. 
Dude. about Braylon Edwards and Mike Hart, you couldn't tell me shit, bro. And that brings up you couldn't tell me nothing. I'm glad you said Mike Hart because that brings up the next dude from Michigan that I really liked. I liked Mike Hart, and like as long as he's not playing against Ohio State, I'm not rooting for Michigan. But as an individual, like. I like to watch Mike Hart. I'm a child. Like, bro, I'm a kid. When Mike Hart and Braylon Edwards was there, bro, I'm 11, 12 years old. I just wow. want to see good football. Wow. Yeah, it goes to you show are, my age. You are young. Damn. <laughs> like I said, when I say these names, oh, it goes Robert, to show my age. 20s in, in, in Virginia cutting hair. Bro, Braylon Edwards and Mike Hart were dudes where, like, as a kid, I'm like, yo, like, forget Michigan. These are just dudes who can play football. Yeah, and then and then going past what was his name? De- was it Devin? Okay, hold on, let me add one. Let me add one. Since you said it like that, because I hated this guy, but he was a animal, and I'm glad his NFL career was so so, because then I could still like bash him. You're Andy, gonna Cal- Andy Castlemore used to be a fucking monster. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna go the tag game route for a second. Like I, I just thought you were. Oh, gonna- no, nah, he's. A, but you know what though? Real talk. I told people in college, when he, I told people he was in college, he was going to be a bum. Same with Gonzalez. Same with Hartline. I was like, dude, these dudes aren't good. But who were they playing with? Name, say, say the quarterback's name. Who Troy were they playing Smith. with? They were playing with Troy Smith. Thank you. And, and you know what's crazy? Thank you. Gin was Thank what? You. Average. We'll say he had an average career in the NFL. Gonzalez was out after, what, three years? Yeah. Hartline. Out and he's- was on both of both them bumps was on my dolphins, bro. So I saw I saw them both up close and personal. I saw Heartline and Gin up every Sunday snap after snap. And Heartline is now what you know, he's a great wide receivers coach. Gotta he's give coach. it to him. Yeah, he's coach. Yeah, he's coach. He gets us all the five stars in the world. We get the top ten four of the top ten wide receivers in every recruiting class. This he's been there. So look- you guys, you guys listen, you know who I, I ain't gonna lie, you know who I'm scared shitless of this year, man. And Jigba Smith. Who? Smith. Smith. Jigba? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog, 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 <laughs> dog, dog. Watching him in the bowl game, real talk. I'm like, all right, man, Bro. I don't want to have to play this motherfucker. What he did. And, and I know, like, everybody was saying that was Utah's former running back playing defensive back. But listen. Dude almost put 300 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, that type of shit. I, bro, I play once again. As I was telling you the story earlier, I play receiver. I play the position, bro. I was never the fastest. I'm a big receiver, so I'm never going to be the fastest. So I have to get my steps down. I got to really learn the route tree. I got to watch your feet, which way you – I need everything I need because I'm not fast. So I got to – when I watch Jigba Smith run routes, I almost get emotional. Bro, he's – and you know when he getting a nod from two fur – First round pick wide receivers where Olave and Wilson are like, bro, he's the ahead, best. Bro. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, bro. He was the best wide receiver on our team. He's the young bull, but he yeah. was the best dude. And these yeah. are two guys taken in the top 15. Yeah. And they're sitting here telling us, yeah. and you know what the problem is? People don't want to believe them. They they want to try and take their analytic. We don't want to believe players when they tell us a guy is a guy. And we'd be like, bro, if Olave and Wilson are telling me he's the guy. Yeah. And they're two top 15 picks. Why am I going to say different? But you know what? It's like the NFL 100, which is voted on by the players. Why? Like, dude, I almost – and see, little things like that, I will go back and forth with people about 
because it's really nothing that's going to affect Vesta Sports or my standing or or even the person I'm going back and forth with. But people are like, oh, he he shouldn't have even been in the top seven. It's like, dog, like this is something for us just to kind of enjoy. I think it's overload and we don't need it every year. I would like it every two years or every four years where there can show some consistency. But just to do it every damn August to me loses its flavor. But yeah, if we're talking to the players who line up against these guys, if I'm going to listen to anybody, I'm going to listen to them. Like and they're telling you, tells hey, me, man, he, a, he a dog, man. Oh, what I corner tell me when I hear like, you know, I listen to the pivot. That that's that's my okay. goal. Oh, dude, the pivot and I am athlete is must listen. Like those are is so when they have Patrick Sertan Jr. on there, and they ask him, "Who's your top five corners?" All right, cool. Who's your top five wide receivers? This the dude that. He lines up against these dudes. Yeah, yeah. So when he tells me it's Tyreek Hill, it's or who's the guy? Like when he's like, oh, I lined up against Chris Olave in the playoffs and everybody laughed or whatever, but this is a dude. Like yeah. this, this is a dude. Why am I gonna be like, State, yeah. Nah, Chris Olave ain't the guy, bro. Like, nah, he ain't the guy. When a guy who I have to consider is a guy in the NFL is telling me he was the dude when he lined up against him. Oh, I no, think, I think he's that. a star, but I don't believe in Garrett Wilson. But I think Alave, and especially because Alave's down in New Orleans, on turf with Jameis, with Kamara, with Michael Thomas, Garrett Wilson is just doomed for destruction because he plays for the bum-ass Jets. And I believe in Garrett Wilson. I just don't believe in the team that okay, he is. So, so I'm, in I'm three years, he'll be with another team. He won't be there. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Is like. You gave Alave, him- Alave's ill though, man. Alave's ill, bro. Like I, I could give him props, out of man. I could give props. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Olave is star wide receiver that Ohio State found on accident, looking for a quarterback. Yeah, they found Chris Olave yeah. in California, and that's like, oh, and if you remember, Sunny Cali, Sunny Cali, baby. But I know you remember because Chris Olave wasn't a name until no. that Michigan game. When he blocked the punt, he had the two touchdown receptions. That's when he made a name for himself. And then from there on out, and, and I know you remember, but that game, that game kept us from winning the national championship. Yeah, and I'm just saying though, All like we had to do was beat y'all that year. We didn't beat anybody else in the nation that year, bro. And Chris Olave made a name for himself yep. in that game. That's where, all right, he's here, and then he established himself the next year where he's here to stay. So before we get too deep into Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, man, this is what we do, bro. This is what we do, man. This is great. This, what, what I think our talent shows is we can take a topic and we can spiderweb that shit and still come back. And that's that's, topic, that's how it goes. A lot and of people can't do that, Mo. Real. A lot of people, they got their spiderweb out, but they don't know how to come back. And that's where people go, oh, damn, they went off topic. No, well, they're talking sports. They're talking We're football. here. Still have but, to bring it. Yeah, in. at the same time, we got to bring it back. And with bringing it back, we talked about second-year quarterback. We both agree that Justin Fields is the guy who's not going to succeed. Yes. So the most, the guy, the second-year quarterback that you expect to make the biggest jump, okay, in your opinion, is who? I I always support the black quarterback. You know me, man. Even as vanilla Lee as I am, I'm I'm black and Dominican, so I support the black quarterback. The easy pick is Trevor Lawrence because he's Andrew Luck. He's John Elway. I don't care what last year looked like, guys. We know what who was the coach. Oh, that was a roller coaster of a season. Yeah, exactly. 
this is going to be much different with Doug Peterson and Travis Etienne back and Kurt and uh and, and Christian Kirk at receiver and and Marvin Jones and they they got some dude like you said dude they got some dudes there defense guys remember they 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 drafted one of the top guys on the defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. four years ago like this is growing okay and this is a team if we if we if we really remember two three years ago was on the road in Pittsburgh whooping their ass put 40 points on the board and got to the AFC championship game things fell apart I get it but the guy I'm gonna go with because because trade trade uh Trevor Lawrence is the easy pick to be honest which I think he's gonna be yeah he's the guy too. like just he's yeah who beats us he will be the most sought out. Him and Tua will be the two most sought after quarterbacks in fantasy football by week six. Everybody's going to be trying to dump a guy to get him. Even if you got Brady or Rodgers or Mahomes or Allen or Lamar or, 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 or Kyler. Even if you got some of those guys, Herbert, Burrow, they'll be like, let me grab a second quarterback. But the guy I really, really, really like, and that's because of his coach and the system. And he has. The second best weapon in football. Who wants who want some of the boat? And that's my man, Trey Lance. This guy is so set up right now. Uh, a, a nuke at the receiver position. They got tight ends. They got running backs. It's still Shanahan. Yeah, McDaniel has moved on, but Shanahan's still the guy there. This is a team that went on the road, won a playoff game in, in Green Bay, won a playoff game in Dallas, and people and it was up 10 points in the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship game and on their way to a second damn Super Bowl for Shanahan and for Jimmy G. And Jimmy G wasn't playing great. He didn't play great against Pittsburgh. I mean, against Green Bay. He didn't play great against um against Dallas. When they won mm-hmm. the Dallas game with the 23-16 to 23-17, and they scored late. That was get the ball to Debo. Defense makes some plays. They had a pick six. Uh, D.D. Lamb, uh, C.D. Lamb decided to drop, what, two balls, three balls, you know, led, to, yeah. led the Cowboys in drops last year. No, one catch, one catch in a playoff game at home. Come on, CD. But uh, this is so set up for Trey Lance, man. Elijah at the running back position, I I really, really like them to win like 11 games this year. And Trey Lance, I'm I'm going to go on a limb here and say at one point this year, three of the top four MVP candidates that we'll be talking about will be black or brown quarterback, and Trey Lance will be one of them. I like the way the schedule works out for San Francisco. Trey Lance, an MVP candidate? Yes. Yes. I love it. I, I yes. love that you – I love yes. that you get to get the schedule, that – The schedule sets up. The the weapons around him. I think Seattle's a lot of fluff. I think the Rams could have a Super Bowl hangover. I don't like the sailboat thing with Stafford. I don't. I don't. I don't like it, man. When you yeah, hear about it that's now, yeah, I don't like it. I, I I really don't. And and I know you did bring over Allen Robinson, but we we haven't seen it yet. Cooper Cup almost two thousand over two thousand total yards for the whole season playoffs in Super Bowl. All right, cool. You don't think teams are gonna watch you better this year? Cover you differently this year? Or double you? Or bracket you? Or three man you? Or monster? Or use a viper guy over you? You don't think they're they're gonna do that to you this year? No, they are. Trust me, they are. You won't. He'll have a great season because I think he's a great receiver. But it's shout out to the big sky because he played at Eastern Washington. And I covered and called games for ESPN 1280 for the big sky. So I see some of these guys that people don't know, but make it to the NFL. Klos, uh, Koski, JJ Koski, a receiver for the Rams out of Cal Poly. He's a guy like that right now. On the Rams, kick returner, 
uh, and then got played into moved into the position receiver when Robert Woods got hurt last year. So shout out to the big Scott for showing me some love and giving me my first live broadcasting job. Uh, but I, I just, I, I really, really feel Trey Lance is, is set up, man. I, it's just, and when Shanahan three weeks ago, when training camp first started and he said, this is Trey, like emphatically, this is Trey's team. We've moved on yeah. from Jimmy Garoppolo. And he didn't try to massage it. He didn't try to not hurt Jimmy's feelings. Dog, he said that shit as real as he could. This is this is Trey Lance's team. Basically telling the media, don't start writing that shit. This is Trey Lance's team. We moved on from Jimmy. They've seen enough. Trust me. They're, and you know what's so funny is you and I, a lot of the people we know, people we don't, we always feel like we have the answers. It's okay. That's the business. That's the nature of the beast. Right. But I much like we just said about players. We just talked about the NFL 100. We just talked about Patrick Sertain Jr. telling you who's the hardest to guard. I might want. I might want to listen to the coach who's been around this guy every day for the last two years. Uh, other than a quick break or vacation where he goes, but for the most part, where it's football oriented, he's there. He knows what he has. He knows what he has, and he knows. Okay, I got this and this and this. We re-signed Debo. Defense was top five. Sneaky good last year. They finished in the top ten. And most people would think San Francisco, yeah, their defense finished in the top ten. Hello. They did go to Lambeau and hold that great quarterback to eh. Then they went to Dallas and held that great quarterback to eh. He couldn't even scramble for a first down. They couldn't even get lined up with seconds left to spike the ball for the last play. That's how good that defense played last year. So, it's I'm going out on a limb, baby. I'm all for the black and brown quarterback this year. Lamar. Y'all been playing them. Tua, y'all been playing them. Kyler, y'all been playing them. And Trey Lance, y'all been playing them. The only one is poor Justin. <laughs> poor Justin. Sucks to be he's Justin. A, he's the high one left out. But, yeah, my my second-year quarterback, that takes a major leap, and I think by week eight or nine or ten, you are literally legitimately mentioning him to be able to challenge or say he's a future MVP, having a great year, yada, yada, yada. Trey Lance. So I'm glad you said Trey Lance because I'm not going to say him. Okay. And I'm not going to say Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you know, you did a Broussard. You did a Broussard. You did a Broussard swerve like that. That's nice. Listen, I like that. I'm, I'm glad you, we I'm, call that a swerve. That was a swerve. That was good, bro. That was <laughs> you good, know, man. That was good. Because I thought you was about to agree with me. <laughs> I'm, no, so I'm with you. Go ahead. But. There's a guy I fell in love with last year. And I don't know why I did. Davis Mills from the Houston Texans. Bro, and listen, I knew you was going to do that. But I'm sick, bro, he's a player. And I think I fall in love with underdogs. I fall in love with the guys that shouldn't be where they're at. And I think, I think when I look at him making a big jump, first off, there's zero expectations with him last year. And how he played last year, bro, he was arguably team success. Mac Jones was the best rookie quarterback. Individual success, I think Davis Mills was the best rookie quarterback last year. Now, we know Trevor Lawrence was dealt a bad hand. We know Justin Fields has been dealt a bad hand. We watched him the first game he started get murdered because Matt Nagy, it looked like Matt Nagy set him up. Like, Matt Nagy lost his job the way he set up Justin Fields that first start. But with Davis Mills, 
I think he's going to put himself in a position where even if the Texans are bad, the way he's played football is going to put them in a predicament where do we spend one more year of trying to figure out if Davis Mills is the guy and get the best player available at our draft pick, which will probably be a top three or four pick? Or do we get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? Like, I think that's where the predicament, the Texans are going to find themselves. And I think they're going to find a way to answer where they be like, bro, there's a Smith and a Jigba. There's a, uh, 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 what's the dude, uh, Jordan Addison from USC. I think they're going to find themselves where they're like, I think we got the guy at quarterback and we're going to, we're going to start surrounding him with weapons. And I think that's where they're going to answer where Davis Mills does a good enough job where he buys himself one more year, which would make a big jump for a guy that we expected nothing out of in the first place. And they start looking to build around Davis Mills. And that's why, and I just love the underdog story. Like he's the guy of all the guys that we would talk about. I think Zach Wilson going to be poop and the the Jets are going to be trying to trade up to get Stroud or Bryce Young. I think the Patriots, they're going to be the Patriots. They're not going as their quarterback goes because Tom Brady's no longer there. So Brown is the starter there for a year, for at least five years. And I, I do think he's good enough to be the starter there because it just fits what he does. But the Patriots, are gonna Patriots go. shit. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be their quarterback because no longer is Tom Brady there. So the success of the Patriots ain't going to ride on their quarterback anymore. It's going to be the defense and the run game and – you know, the 1980 style of football with the Patriots. But while I look at Davis Mills, the Texans are going to be a bad team. We know that. But I think Davis Mills is going to show enough. He's going to flash enough. He's going to make a jump and build off his rookie year where do we take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Will Levis from Kentucky or whoever you consider, Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, whoever you consider the guy at their pick, if they got the fourth pick, I think Stroud and Young will be gone. So, like, do we rock with Davis Mills or Van Dyke or whatever? I think he'll play good enough where they're like, you know what? We're just going to build around this guy, give him one more year, and we're going to take that best receiver available. Or we're going to take that best offensive lineman available, which is why, bro, I'm just rocking with Davis Mills, bro. I love the underdog story. I love my black quarterbacks. I'm with you on Kyler, Lamar. I, I want to see Field succeed first off former Ohio State quarterback, let alone a black quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I would love for Deshaun not to be suspended the whole season and be able to play. You know, he's done done for the year. Yeah, he's done. But Dak Prescott, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I would love to see Dak Prescott succeed. Hell, I would love Kellen Mond to take over Kirk Cousins' starting spot at this point. Like, I'm invested. Nah, 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 nah. nah. Y'all not going to do my man Kurt like that no more. No, I'm I'm just saying. Like, I'm officially the vice president. Of, of the, the Kirk Cousins, Cousins fan club. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. But I, Davis I, Mills, he's the guy that, like, bro, he's just the underdog story. Like, you make a movie 10 years down the line about Davis Mills, like, in, in his career and how he made himself. Like, he wasn't supposed to be nothing, had a good rookie year, build off of it, and ends up being at least a starting worthy quarterback. And I think he does that this year. I think he builds off of what he how he finished last year. He got he got Brandon Cooks. He ain't really got no receivers outside of that. Mechie's injured. I understand that. But, bro, just Davis Mills is my guy. He's going to be stupid when he's ready to play. Yeah, and and I think – Him and and Jameis Williams, bro. I hate the unfortunate event that he doesn't get to play his rookie year. Both of them. 
both of them. Yeah, but I think like having to be a guy and he doesn't have to play his rookie year. I know he's dealing with leukemia, but he's going to bounce back from that. So we ain't yeah. worried about that. Yeah. And then him being able to come in the second year, recover from leukemia, train, get back ready, and sit a year out basically from college and just be the best wide receiver he could be. I think he's going to benefit from that. And I think, bro, you got Brandon Cooks. You'll have Mechie coming back. I think they're going to evaluate. And I think the Texans are going to rock with Davis Mills. Davis Mills is just a guy like, how can you not like him? Like, he's just the, how can you not like him? I know the white and black quarterback thing, but, bro, he's a, he's a, he's an underdog. Don't we root for the underdog story? Like, didn't we want the Permian Panthers to beat Dallas Carter in Friday Night Lights? Like, ain't, ain't that what we wanted? So, I got to beat Dallas Carter because Dallas Carter, Dallas Carter was playing 20 and 21-year-olds. I mean, yeah, but still, when you first watch Friday Night Lights, you wanted Permian to win that state championship. Of like you, you was rooting for the underdog. You was rooting for the guys that just couldn't get it done in your eyes. That's how I feel with Davis Mills. Like he's okay. sunshine. I I, I want to see him get it done. And and he's the guy because, like you said, Trevor Lawrence is the easy answer. Yes. So I think we're looking outside of Trevor Lawrence. I'm with you on Trey Lance. I think he's set up for success better than anybody, knowing he got Kyle Shanahan and Debo Samuel and everything. But I think Davis Mills is going to be the guy where he shows us he make something out of nothing. And we have to question going into the draft. When you and me have a conversation of breaking down the draft and who are the Texans going to take because they got the fourth pick or the fifth pick. Do they go quarterback or do they like Davis Mills enough that they put some talent around them? And I think we'll be answering the question saying that they're willing to rock at least one more year with Davis Mills and put some talent around them. That, that's my guy. That, that's my guy for this year. I'm on the Davis Mills hype train. All right. I'll tell you this. The more you talk, the more it made me think. Because when you initially just say Davis Mills, I think most people would just go to what? Like I did, right? Rightfully so. But that's what I did. But the more you talk, the more you made me think. And, and, that's, and that's something that you have in sports talk a lot of people don't, don't have. Um, I, if you explain it the way that you're explaining it, find out what you got in this guy this year. Next year, it may not be a quarterback. We may look like, like you said, Smith and Jigba sitting right there. He's a top five guy. Let's go get a receiver. Let's, let's do what we did with Deshaun and Indy hop. We've done this before. Get a quarterback, get a receiver, get a receiver, get a quarter. But you got to have a one and a one QB in this league. You got to have a one WR. You gotta have a one QB in the NFL, or you have a zero shot. He has a zero shot. Exactly. I don't care if you got a QB one, but if you got a Q, if you got a WR two point five or in the WR three, you're not gonna be able to throw the ball long enough through the year, especially with 17 games now in the postseason, and especially on the road to win games and contend for a Super Bowl, which is the ultimate, you know, thing that you're trying oh, to do. Oh, for the any game. team. So the more you talk, the more it made me start to go. Because of the scenario that you're presenting to me is, okay, if it goes that route, okay, I can see he can take a leap. Here's just the thing, though. In order to take the leap, you got to have weapons. In order to take the leap. You can't take the leap by yourself. That's the problem. Think Cooks is good enough. They had a report together. defense twice. Colts defense twice. And the Doug Peterson coach team twice. So you have to start there. Okay. Right there. I'm with then, you. Then, then you're going to the AFC. 
So you're going to the AFC. So now mm-hmm. you're playing the Colts and the Texans twice, or the Colts and the Titans twice, who most people, including myself, think are going to make the playoffs. I have the Colts to win that division. Vegas has the, the Titans to win it, but I think the Colts win that division because I think Matt Ryan's the better quarterback over um, Ryan Tannehill. I don't think Ryan Tannehill's the st- starter all year long. Now, I would love to see Malik Willis come in there and save the day and lead them into winning the division late in the year and maybe a playoff win or exciting playoff appearance. Uh, not throw through what five interceptions Tannehill has in his last the two playoff yeah. games. Yeah, yeah five, five interceptions. Just saying, just throwing the numbers out for all you number nerds out there that want to stat me to death. Okay, but it, you got to have weapons. And Davis Mills, he doesn't have the weapons there that it's going to take with the combination of the schedule, with the combination of still the Deshaun stuff hanging. Even though he's not there. We know the franchise has settled with 20-something women. So it's still lingering. It's just not. I don't I don't mind your pick for the situation you gave me and the scenario you painted. Great job. But realistically, I'm watching the team and the schedule and who they play and the conference and the AFC. And it's just like, no, it's not. He will have flashes. I mean, the man threw for 26-something last year, like 2,600 yards. It's something. I, I don't remember the other 26, 43. Something of that nature. But, dude, that means he would have to throw like 2,000 more yards this year for it to take the leap that you're talking about. Because you would agree with me, it's got to be like 42, 4,300 yards, right? Okay, so that's yeah. 1,800 more yards he would have to throw. He doesn't have 1,800 yards worth of weapons and against opposing defenses for him to take that leap. So that's why I feel you because of the scenario, once again, you painted. But overall, fuck no. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because you gave me hell no. hell, hell. Davis Mills might not even start the dude the line's so bad the, the team's just not good he's gonna get killed the first eight or nine but minutes, I think I, I think there's gonna be when you look at all the second year guys like you said we kind of took Trevor Lawrence out because I think he's the easy answer and we ain't got put no analysis behind it we just be like we just be like Trevor Lawrence and we bet on that and we'd be like, oh yeah, we knew what we were talking about by talking about Trevor Lawrence. Like, no, let's think outside the realm. And you went Trey Lance. And that's like, all right, show me what you really talking about. And you went Trey Lance and gave me everything you really talking about. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I just I'm a Davis Mills guy this year. I'm 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 maybe you know what? Maybe I'm I've all the radio I've been doing the last three weeks since football and training camp has just really been going about a month now. This is the very first Davis Mill conversation. <laughs> you know what's crazy? And I will I will wear that hat and, and I take it because no, I'm not like I said, the scenario you painted is great. I just that's tough, man. And I could see I could see where somebody would open their eyes the way you did and be like, hell no. And I could see even after I broke it down, they'd be like, Oh no, nah, hell no, nah. Davis Mills ain't gonna be the guy. But that's who I'm rocking with. with I think he make I'm the real jump. And, and when it comes down to, we know they're going to be one of the worst teams. I think them, the Bears, uh, and a couple other teams are going to be some of the worst teams in the NFL. But I think the Texans, I think the Bears, too, will be able to answer this question and, and go outside a quarterback because they still got Justin Fields for another year. But it won't be because the success of Fields. It'll just be, we know we got Justin Fields. We don't have to address the quarterback situation. But I think with the Texans, I think they'll have a hard question to answer. Do we rock quarterback and go C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, or do we put weapons around Davis Mills and 
we think he's kind of the guy. And do we go strong? Quarterback next year. Their quarterbacks on their roster are Kyle Allen and Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll from Louisiana State in his seventh year. Cal, uh, Kyle Allen from Houston in his fourth year. And then Davis Mills in his second year from Stanford. I, I just – Bryce Young's better than all three of those guys right now. C.J. Stroud is better than all three of those guys right now. But is Bryce Young better for the Texans with no weapons is my question. And it Somebody's will be – got to go there. Their leading rusher was Rex – Burkhead last year were like 400 something yards. Yeah, and, and and I feel like, you know what? That's also why I hate, I don't hate the draft. I love the draft, but I hate that the better you play as a player, the worse team you go to. Cause somebody got to go to the Texans and somebody got to fulfill Davis Mills. Back. And I just look at it like, yeah, Bryce Young might, he is better than Davis Mills. No question. He's better. He, he'd be the best quarterback on that roster today. But the same question that you asked, who's he throwing the ball to, will be the same question I would ask for Bryce Young. All right, we drafted Bryce Young, and now what? Like, he's throwing the ball. If you don't believe in Brandon Cooks, you don't know if, you know, Mechie's up in the air right now. We hope he recovers, but he's up in the air as far as what his career. Well, when Bryce, I was about to say, when Bryce gets there next year, you got Mechie. You would hope so. No, Mechie's back. We, we, we hope so. So, but even still. He is like six, eight months. Is a rookie is a rookie quarterback throwing the Mechie sufficing to you? Like, or I could have Davis Mills, who I got some questions about, but he's a guy and I could get Smith and the Jigba, who I know, or Jordan Addison, who I know, based on what we expect from them this year, or 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 the Duke Kayshawn Boutte, the, the wide receiver from LSU. Those are the three guys at wide receiver going into this year where we expect huge years from them as college wide receivers where I know I have high expectations for them as first-round pick wide receivers. Do I want to put them with the quarterback I got or do I want to get a quarterback, put them around with minimal to no weapons and see what we can do over the next couple of years? Here's their first-round draft pick since they took J.J. Watt. Whitley Marcellus, DeAndre Hopkins, Giovanni Conley, Kevin Johnson, a cornerback at a Wake Forest. That didn't work out. Uh, number 16 overall. Will Fuller. That didn't work out. Deshaun Watson. That didn't work out. Ty, Titus Howard. That didn't work out. And this year, they got Derek Stingley Jr. and Kenyon Green. Kenyon Green is the guard from Texas A&M, so they're trying to build a line. Of course, you got to stop people from running all by you. Your receivers getting uh, – your corners getting run by, so they get Derek Stingley Jr. So if you look at the history of their first-round draft picks, Saying and knowing that somebody's got to go there, but they 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 just I mean you hit on Deshaun, but then you got to trade him. You know it's just yeah it's just a franchise. But I think Michi see the thing was Michi's Michi's hurt, but or, I mean so he's got to go through his medical thing. When he comes back, if 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 Bryce has Michi, that's like Tua having Waddle. Yeah, and then you yeah, can get perfect. another guy. The, the pro teams in every sport in the state of Texas. I've always been able to lure free agents because it's no state tax. It's it's a huge big ass state. You can you can have the mansion of mansions for half the money you would have to in LA or New York or Maryland or DC or Florida or some of these other yeah. states. Washington. You, you know, do you know you know what Russell Wilson is here is paying for that crib up in Seattle? Yeah, that's 30, you know, that's 13, 14 million dollars. Bro, I've been by the crib. Bro. That Sierra same, and Russell that Wilson same got house in Houston 
is three or four million dollars. Like, so they'll get free agents to want to come there if you have the talent. But I just Davis Mills, I, I just I, uh, that's just I something. Think- like I said, they're leading. They're leading rusher last year. Is 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 Rex? It's Rex Burkhead. Is their leading rusher last year? I think I took, 67 yards. I think I took my analyst hat off and put my fandom hat on. And I just That's I wanted with Davis Mills, man. But, like, I, but boy, am I gonna hold you to that shit all year? And that and you know what? We'll be having these conversations. But before we close out, we got a couple more things to get into. This top this this gonna, this gonna be a second because we're gonna talk about we've been talking about the AFC and how loaded they are. But now we talking about the best division in football, the AFC West. The AFC West is going, hands down, I think we all agree this is the best division in football. When you just look at the top four quarterbacks, I mean, you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, and Russell Wilson. What division is topping that, period? If, you, if you're a person who considered Derek Carr being the worst quarterback in that division, I'm not, but if you are a person of that, then you know the AFC West is loaded. If Derek Carr is your worst quarterback in your division, because he's a top 12 quarterback to me, easily. I think we could put him in the conversation in the top 10, but for sake of argument, he's top 12 to 13 at the end of the day, and we're talking about that's the fourth worst quarterback in, in a lot of people's eyes. People think Vegas... You think not- Justin Herbert's better than Carr? <sighs> no. He, because you want me to tell you, no, and and I know he's, I know Herbert has impressed us individually on stats, but bro, look what Derek Carr had to go through last year, and t- he had to go through all that and took his team to the playoffs. If we're gonna give quarterbacks all the praise and won that game, him, yeah, and he could have won that game to the future, you know, to the eventual team that won the AFC, but. If we're gonna give one, quarterbacks one receiver, if we're gonna give quarterbacks all the praise and then we're gonna kill them in the time of you know desperation in the time of failure, mm-hmm. then if we're gonna do that with Carr, then why can't we do that with Herbert? Herbert's been amazing. They ain't made the playoffs. Derek Carr last year lost Henry Ruggs. Darren Waller missed a couple games. Josh Jacob missed a few games. Their head coach got fired. Head coach got fired. Head coach got fired. We know the turmoil that the Raiders went through, and Derek Carr, through all that, showed us his leadership. It, when it was time to, for him to be a leader publicly, he was. When it was time for him to be a leader privately, he was. And if everybody want to focus on numbers, all right, cool, yes. Yeah, statistically, Herbert has put up better numbers than, you know, Derek Carr, but Derek Carr ain't throwing to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and and have uh, uh, Austin Eckler in the backfield to dump the ball off or hand it to him. You put Derek Carr on that Chargers team, they're a possible Super Bowl team last year, if you want me to be honest. Do you think, Derek, we, Carr do you think Derek Carr can lead a league in passing this year? Yes. With the addition of Devontae Adams, 100%. If it's I'm plus, looking at it's I a got, plus 18, It's a plus 1800 If you put $100 on that, you get almost $2,000 back. He's my dark horse so I've said it before on my show. Derek Carr is my dark horse MVP candidate. He got the you you gave a guy who made the playoffs. With, He's the best receiver in football now. Yeah, you gave the guy who made the playoffs. You gave him 
the best receiver in football. You got Hunter Renfro. You got Darren Waller. You got Josh Jacobs back there running the ball. You got an offensive-minded head coach in Josh McDaniels. I know he's a first-year head coach, and I know he failed the first time he, he was a head coach, but I also don't think he was dealt the greatest hand with having to coach Brock Osweiler. It's a little bit different coaching Derek Henry. Didn't Derek have Paul. Also too? Huh? Then you have Tebow too? Yeah, yeah, Tebow. Exactly. You had Tebow and Brock Osweiler when you're a first year head coach, as opposed to I got Derek Carr. I got the best wide receiver in football. We give all the credit to Josh McDaniels as far as how he had that offense going in, in New England. Yeah. Now and now and now they don't want to give him the same credit for Carr. But that that's that's my point. I'm not saying Carr's gonna be Brady, but we look at Brady and McDaniels as a duo as far as quarterbacks and offensive coordinators, and then we want to look at Derek Carr and be like, it ain't about him being Brady, but you give him a great offensive mind, you don't think he could do something when he just led a team in total turmoil to the playoffs where we look at a first-year quarterback of Trevor Lawrence and we give him a pass for his year last year because his team was in total turmoil, lost the head coach, a lot of BS going on over there in Jacksonville, terrible owner or whatever. But then we have the same thing with Vegas and they make the playoffs. Yeah. Like I, I think, bro, I, I'm a big Derek Carr guy. I think the Raiders could win the division. I'm not saying they will. Have them winning the division. See, you, you put me. You just first talk with me. Hold no. on, put you on the spot, bro. We ain't no. We ain't doing cans and ifs. And okay, what. no. Got them winning the division. No, they're second place. They're they're second place in the AFC West. I actually got, I got the Chiefs winning winning the AFC West. Really? Yeah, I do. The easy pick. And, and I go, but but you know what's crazy is as much as you say it's an easy pick, it's like, bro, a lot of people are doubting the Chiefs and thinking that losing Tyreek Hill, and we're going back to what you said earlier because we will revert back to it, is that losing Tyreek Hill is like almost like the Chiefs lost everything. They lost. I think losing Tyreek Matthew in deep, on the defensive side of the ball is a bigger loss than losing Tyreek Hill. Because no. you still got Patrick Matthew, Holmes. Matthew is not the most dangerous Defender in the league that's still Aaron that's still Aaron Donald and Michael Parsons. Still, Tariq Hill, Tariq Hill is the most dangerous weapon on the offensive side of the ball, and Debo Samuel is right behind him. But you still got you still got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You got the best quarterback in football throwing the ball, and you got the best play caller in football calling plays, which is why I believe in that offense. Sky Moore has looked good, like you said. You're a guy. I, like Scott Moore. I watch a lot of you and I watch a lot of Big Ten football, so I like Scott Moore. But you're with me as far as we don't overvalue preseason, but we value it a little bit. Like I'm not I value saying it a lot, actually. I value it a lot because some of those guys you're watching that you don't think are nobody and aren't going to be anything is going to be a guy that makes a play for your team in week 13, week 14, because injuries happen to everybody. So the guys that you don't want to watch are going to be the guys that either make or break your season because they're going to be playing. And they're gonna have to make a play for your team. But no, I value I value preseason a lot, dude. I was up until I felt I literally fell asleep to preseason games because I, you know, NFL Network runs them all again for you. Yeah, they re, they rerun them. So anything they rerun them. So I just I just I just hit the plus sign on my NFL and it just records anything that comes on YouTube TV. NFL my DVR automatically records. So last night at like three in the morning, I was just scrolling, laying in the bed. I was like, okay, I didn't see the dog. I knew the Dolphins won, but I didn't see it. I, let me take a look. Watch about two and a half quarters. And I was like, okay, let me go back to that Ravens game. I want to check out Malik Willis. 
Watched a little bit of that. And then what else did I watch? I watched a little bit of the Pittsburgh game because I wanted to check out Pickens because I couldn't believe he fell That's that far dude. in the draft. The dude and it's like, I dude, I, I don't understand sometimes what scouts are doing. Do you injuries. not? Did you not? Did you not? Yeah, but injuries. That's yeah, what it injuries is. In the league too, man. But just put the but once again, and I think the injuries makes it more of a paycheck thing, but it's also like, yo, just put the tape on. But put the I tape on with going, they couldn't, they, couldn't, they couldn't fuck with that kid. You brought up Pickens, and I'm glad you brought him up. Pickens was a guy, had he not got hurt, he would have been taken before Drake London, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. I don't know about that. Drake London is 6'4, but 215, he's a monster, man. Drake, Drake London's is gonna be really good there once they figure out once they figure out their quarterback position in Atlanta. But uh, Pickens and I wasn't told on Pitts, but you got you, you like you said. You got two dudes. But Pickens is a dude where I look at him and, like, I also think his value shot down because he's a product of Georgia. Georgia ain't got no explosive offense. I know they just won the national championship, but they didn't win it off the muscle of them being an explosive offense. They played at grit and grind football, and to have an elite receiver like George Pickens coming off an injury, you ain't going to be able to really showcase his talent because that's not how Georgia plays football. If George Pickens was in an Ohio State jersey, if George Pickens was in an Alabama jersey, if he was in a Pittsburgh jersey, George Pickens goes top 10. Because his freshman year, bro, he was arguably the best wide receiver in football. There's his ACL, comes back, and is never able to – he misses a year, and he comes back his junior year, and is never really fully able to showcase his talent because that's not how Georgia plays football. He, he, He will at Heinz Field now. I mean, I think George Pickens is going to be a dude. Like, he's my guy where if I had to rock with an offensive rookie of the year, George Pickens is my guy only because I'm looking at quarterbacks. When I'm looking at quarterbacks, the only quarterback worth betting on in Vegas right now is Kenny Pickett. But it's like you're gam- with betting Kenny Pickett to win offensive rookie of the year, you're gambling on when will he start? When will he be the starting quarterback? So if I'm looking at the skill position. Day, if it's opening day, I said... If it's opening day, I say I say make the bet. Yeah, if, if it's opening day, but if opening day, yeah. If it's opening day, I say make the bet. I don't know if he starts until about week six, week seven. I think Mitch Trubisky gets the official nod, and then they wait and see how he plays. And I'm looking at George Pickens, and I know everybody would be scared to bet on George Pickens because Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. But and I know it's just been training camp and preseason, but. Bro, George Pickens has been the name. His name has been called more than everybody as far as being impressive in training camp and being impressive in the preseason. We're seeing his highlights on TV more than anybody. Like, he's going viral on the internet for blocking, for catching passes. That touchdown pass that he caught was what a veteran wide receiver does, toe-tapping. Did he get both both feet into you? I questioned it. I yeah, did right, right? And, and, and listen, I'm not trying to I, I'm pulling for the guy. But when I watched, I was like, hold up, he didn't, but then I was, you know, I'm not gonna post yeah. it. I'm not gonna I didn't know if that second one got down. I thought it, I was making sure I was just making sure we wasn't having another San Antonio Holmes moment. But I still think like when I look at George Pickens, like his name has been the name called. I know Chris Olave has had a good camp. Coming out of New Orleans, hearing people who talk about New Orleans, like he's having a good camp. But if I'm going away from non-quarterbacks, I think George Pickens could be wide receiver one in Pittsburgh. Like he's just built like that. 
He's just that kind of dude. So over, over a guy from Notre Dame who feels like he's a number, he's a top five guy. Yeah, well, that guy can feel like how he wants. I don't give a damn. Claypool, Claypool said, Claypool said he top five. But I'm not mad at Claypool. Is it wrong that I'm not mad at Claypool for feeling like that? Yeah. I, I oh, feel like uh, you're supposed no, to. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's not wrong. Like I, I would be. If a guy gets put on the spot and you're asking where you value yourself, bro, I want to hear a guy tell me he's the best in the game. That's fine. I'm okay with that. We can He can leave us up for debate to argue that, but if he's like, bro, I'm a top five wide receiver, I'm glad you feel like that. I'm glad you ain't named 25 receivers better than you. I feel more comfortable with like, ain't no way in hell you're a top five wide receiver, but you feel like that as opposed to you be like, oh yeah, when it comes to receivers, there's this guy's better than me and this guy's better. No, I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't want to hear that shit. No. Feel like you're the best. Because, I mean, just think about it. Everybody was mad at Tyreek Hill for coming out and hyping up Tua, but like, bro, what is he supposed to do? That's his quarterback now. If you go, I got a clip online where I was with Chris. That's his quarterback now. I said, what what is he supposed to do? Like, He's supposed not to to talk like that. So you need a homie. You need a homeboy to step up. Like we all, I had a guy in high school, my senior year at the transfer, and I had a guy that knew the bad kids, right? And he was cool with them, but he was cool with me, but they didn't like me because I came from a rival school. I was light-skinned, blue eyes, playing football, all of that, little honey dips want to holler. You know, just normal, normal. You, you, you was a vanilla bro. You was military. Yeah. You, you know how it is. So you just walking in light skin. You, you. But like, he was a dude up. that would kind of speak up. Like, yo, he cool, man. I know y'all mad at him over this, so don't like him because of this. But if you get to know, dude, he cool as shit, man. Like, I mean, and that's and I was, I was a, I was a cool dude. It was like, yo, I don't want no beef with y'all, man. I ain't trying to fight eight guys every day at the bus, and like when all the kids walking to the bus, they trying to fight eight of y'all every damn day, man. Like, come on, bro. Y'all got some home issues. Y'all need to work out, nigga. Like, go find your daddy or something. Because I know it's something like that. You ain't got no daddy around. I get it. But, you know, I, uh, <laughs> it's funny when you bring, when you bring up, when you talk about certain things, like, within this division that we're talking about, right? You're talking about the Raiders, and you're talking about the Chargers, and you're talking about the, the, the Chiefs, and you talk about Andy Reid, and, Tariq Hill is just still that guy, man. Tariq Hill is just still that guy. And I'm not saying Mahomes ain't dope. But, you know, we're going we gonna to find we gonna find out how good Travis Kelsey really is. And I can, and I can yeah, say it like that. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the year that Jordy Nelson tore his ACL in the first preseason game, jumping up for a pass against Pittsburgh. And remember when Randall Cobb wanted to be paid as a one and wanted to be a one? Yeah, I remember going on one of my very first episodes of VJ's Unsportsmanlike Conduct, and I said, "Here you go, asking you shall receive." This year, AKA CD Lamb, you want to be a number one? Okay, we'll trade Amari. Here you go, buddy. You're the number one. Oh, by the way, Galladay is still coming off of an ACL, and we don't really know what else we have. There's a rookie. We're gonna play him. We let Cedric Wilson get away, and you have Schultz at the tight end. Running game is shit. Zeke ain't the same no more. Pollard got hurt in this time. Even though I think Pollard, I went on the show the other day and told people Pollard should be the starter. What? 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 Why are you still starting Zeke? Like, why? Because of his name, because of his contract, Pollard should be the starter. That would throw defenses way off. But if it's Zeke, you know you're just going to turn the hand to him. 
Pollard, you can do so many different things with him. They can line Pollard up outside and let him run routes. Zeke can't do that. So, you know, I um, yeah, man, I I, I look at that division. I think the Raiders win it. I like the Raiders to win that division because I just you have the best you have the best quarter the best receiver in football. So you just can't tell me that doesn't make them better. That doesn't make the team better, and that doesn't make uh, Derek Carr better when you have the best receiver in football and a guy he knows, a guy he played in college with. They, they've been friends through after college through their whole NFL careers. They've been friends. Their kids play together. So when yeah. you got that and you have that type of chemistry, Brandon Jacobs has been put on notice. They drafted Zaire White from Georgia. That kid can run. He's been, trust me, Jacobs will run a lot better this year. He'll run a lot harder and be more committed. You saw it in the preseason game. I know saw it in the preseason. Game. I was just about to say, saw but, it in the preseason. When you put the ball in the hand and it's live action, you still got to run up who you're against. And he was hitting the hole. You can, you can see the energy. McDaniels, the reason why I love to see him win the division because any reason energy has been there, right? The Broncos' energy is going to be a new quarterback who I think is past his prime and more concerned with being about himself and a celebrity quarterback with his beautiful wife. He's lucky to have the Super Bowl that he has, so it gives him so much leverage to just kind of be uh, just be the guy he's being, be, be the scent and the corny dude he's being because he has that Super Bowl ring. And then you got Justin Herbert in division, who had been to a playoff game, but you guys want to tell me he's better than Carr. Carr's been in the playoffs, and Justin Herbert hasn't. But he's better than him, right? Okay, so I like the plus 650 in Vegas. It's one. It's all, It's part of one of my 18 parlays. That's one of the eight teams I need to come in that you ask where they all underdog. The, the worst one was the Raiders at a plus 650, but I just don't believe – I can't believe Vegas has them at fourth. The other one was the Cardinals in the end, and third one was the Dolphins. I took five favorites, and then I took – that's just one 18 parlay. There's some other 18 parlays that I'm doing – but that that's the one I told you that would win me that would win me six thirty like six hundred thirty seven thousand dollars if and because I, I took the bang I took the Packers I took the Bucks I took the Ravens I took the Colts oh I took the Eagles Dolphins Cardinals Raiders if you put a hundred dollars on that parlay bet it cashes out at six hundred thirty seven thousand dollars I need a lot to happen for me. But it's just a hundred bucks, man. I spend that on weed. Bro, I spend a hundred bucks on alcohol every week. I know. Only. I know that. So, so that's what I'm saying. That's why the sports betting thing is so dope, man. Because if you start to put these parlays together, yeah, you need a lot to happen, man. But could you imagine putting a hundred dollars down on the bet and waiting four or five months and waking up one morning and seeing everything cat? Well, you would know the minute the teams won a division. But no, that shit hits your phone and hits your account at six hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars from what you make now and where I stand now. That's actually that's tax bracket changing. That's life changing. Like I'm, we, my wife and I and the kid, we moving to Nevada. I'm buying a house like that year. Bro, you put me, I put a hundred dollars down, and I wake up five months from now, yep. and I make six hundred thirty-seven thousand. Yep. You see what I'm doing? Right. I'm going I to work, you, bro. I will send you. Listen, my close hey. friends, and I consider you a friend now. My close friends, y'all not gonna have to go through husky bets. I will text you when I would the day I make my bets. I will text you, hey dog, these are my four teams, these are my six teams, these are my 18 parlays. Even if it's 20, 50 bucks, even if it, 50 bucks will get you 50 bucks will get you two hundred and eighty-seven thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. Bucks, like if for fifty dollars, but you but and, and and then let me explain it. Like, I think the bucks is good, and I think the Packers got their division. 
I think the Eagles win, and I don't think. And the Eagles, listen. The thing is, Vegas has Dallas at like one forty-five. It's got the Eagles at one sixty. So Vegas thinks the Eagles have a legitimate shot at winning the division. The Dolphins are second in their division to win the division, and the Cardinals are third because I think it goes. Hold on, Ashley. I got the betting slip up while I was sitting here talking to you. I got the betting slip up here right now for for my division winners. So Eagles is a plus one sixty. Dallas is a plus one forty. So it's only 20 bucks. Basically, they're telling you the difference. The difference there. The Raiders is the big one at the plus 650. The Packers are a minus 190. So they're picked. Dolphins are a plus 450, but the Bills are a minus 230. So that's 210 dollars right there in difference in points. I have the Colts winning that division at a minus. And, it, and it's funny that that changed. It was a plus 105. It's now a minus 135. It, it, amazing what one weekend a preseason does. And I think people are feeling what I'm feeling with the Titans is Tannehill's not going to be the quarterback all year long because they went from a plus 105 to a plus 170 in one preseason weekend. I have the Cardinals, which is a plus 400, the Bucks, which is a minus 250, and I took the Ravens, which they're favored at a minus at a at a plus 155. So that 18 parlay. Oh, there's one I got to take out of here too. All right. So that 18 parlay that I just put up, if you put $100 down on that parlay, it's $500, $8,000, on a $100 bet. But you need the Ravens, right? If they don't have the injuries they had from last year, right? Okay. The Bucks, right? Solid. The, Cardinals, the Cardinals is a stretch, but what I'm, what I'm, what I'm leaning on is a Super Bowl hangover, which from we've the seen. From with, the, we've seen in football. So you feel me? So my thought process is not out of like the gallery. It's like, no, the reason why he's picking the Cardinals is because number one, they're plus 400. Now I could change the team and it'll adjust it about 10 to 15, maybe $20,000, but 508 or $488,000 that you're going to win, you know, Colts, we, right? They're minus 135. So Vegas thinks that they're winning the division. The Dolphins are second at a plus 450. I'm banking, and I hate to say this, Lord, don't 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 hurt none of my guys. I'm banking on some type of injury that we don't see coming to either Diggs or to um or to Josh Allen. Those are the only two guys I think could get hurt and miss significant time, and it would derail Buffalo season because yeah. that defense is still a top five defense. McDermott's still a great coach. He's got the really like I hate Buffalo. Everybody knows I can't stand them, but. I don't have to hate them so much because they ain't never won a fucking Super Bowl. So, them and the Jets fans, that's why I call them the bum-ass Jets because in my head, I'm like, bro, y'all never even won a Super Bowl. So, you can't really say much to me that's going to make me feel any kind of way. The Packers, I, we agree on that, right? That's a minus 190. And the Eagles, Dallas is a plus 140. They're a plus 160. So, Vegas thinks it's right there. Who's going to fumble yeah. in week 17? Who? What quarterback throws that pick? Late in the year, what guy what guy gets scratched at kickoff and can't go, which affects the game? That's why. So if you look at my – and this is just one of them. But if you look at this 18 parlay, if you put $100 down, you would win $508,644.10. And there's not a single team – and, you know, bringing it up. So before we close out the show, you, you, you segue into the last – Segment and it's I did, that, I did I did that on purpose for you. Yeah, I did that for it, you. It, it, you mentioned Philly multiple times, right? 
The yeah. NFC East winner. You knew we was going to touch on this. I'm a Cowboys fan. And clearly, you stated which way you're going. Yeah. You think the Eagles win the division. Yes. What is it about the Eagles that you that you, that you love? Like, what is it about the Eagles? Is number it the, one rush, number one rushing team in the NFL? And I love Jalen Hurts. And when I did somebody else's show, one of their questions were, "Who won the first round?" I thought it was the three teams that didn't have a first three 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 of the teams who did not have a first round pick: the Dolphins, the Raiders, and the Eagles. All won the first round. They all went and got receiver weapons and didn't have a first round pick because they traded those picks. But they got AJ Brown, Tariq Hill, and Devontae Adams. Yeah, they got three. They had three. Three of the top six or seven receivers got traded to teams who lost their first round pick. So they basically looked at the draft and said, "Yeah, I like Drake London. I like Michi, but you know, Michi, we didn't know about his run, but we knew Jay. We knew Jamison Williams was hurt. We knew Jamison Williams wasn't going to play. It's like you know, uh, I think we're going to just make a move in the all season. It's like what the Rams are doing with draft picks, right? Bump them draft picks. Give me talent that can win now." Because we don't know what the draft pick's going to be. And that's what the Never. Dolphins did. And that's what the Raiders did. And that's what the Eagles did. I love Jalen Hurts. I love that kid. I thought he should have got his position back from Tua when he came back from injury. All he did was transfer to Oklahoma and then lead them to the college football playoff. It was a Heisman finalist again. The guy can play. He's got Devontae Smith. He's got Dallas Garter, who's one of the top five tight ends in football. And now you gave him A.J. Brown, bro. I, I, I and the defense is good. The defense is top fifteen. That's a really good football team. And I know you're a Cowboy fan. I know you hate them, but when you look at them just on paper, I, I and I look and I like the schedule. I look at the schedule and I look at Dallas. And I'm gonna say the same thing about Dallas this year that I said all last season. I've seen better Dallas teams finish eight and eight. I've seen Dallas teams that are better than the team they're about to field. Y'all don't have a Demarcus Ware. Y'all don't have a Tony Romo. Y'all don't have y'all don't have a a, a, a Marion Barber or a or a or Demarco Murray. Y'all don't have a Des Bryant on your team. I've seen those guys go eight and eight. So why the hell I think y'all gonna be any better? And y'all don't have those guys. And I and I, I won money. I call San Francisco beating them in the playoffs. You follow my social media. You saw I call San Francisco beating them in the playoffs. I said they're gonna win. Dallas ain't gonna score no more than twenty four points, and they did it. They didn't even score twenty. It just, it just, is Dallas is one of those teams. You're, you guys are lucky you have an owner that talks as much as he does. Because if he did it, people would have forgot about you guys years and years ago. And it really hurt me to see Dez's catch called not a catch because I was a big Romo guy. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I just when I start, I started watching. You just fall in love with those guys. I just fell like, in love with them, man. And a lot has to do to fat with that I love Parcells and Parcells loved them. So I always trust Parcells. Even when the Dolphins could have drafted Matt Ryan, but they drafted Jake Long, I waited to hear what Parcells said. And he said, you can draft the quarterback all you want, but if you don't have anybody to protect him, you ain't going to have him long. So then I was fine with Jake Long being the number one overall pick. Should we have him probably taken Matt Ryan? Eh, maybe. But he would have came into a whole different situation that he yeah. was in the rent because we had no line. That's why we had to take Jake Long. And, and I love the fact that my Dolphins took a Michigan player, number one overall. That was like, oh, God, it was for a fan. It was like, oh, it's awesome. But 
the Eagles, man, number one rushing team in football. They can run the football. Jalen Hurts squats 500 pounds. This kid is real, man. You saw that cheap shot he took the other night from the Jets. And he got up. Shrugged that off like, bruh, Jalen Hurts. Because I followed him right when he, I think it's junior in high school is when I first saw him. And then I really followed him as senior. And then when he got to Bama, it was just like, but when you hear the stories about just what a student of the game and a worker he is. And you don't hear that about black quarterbacks because they're not going to let you hear that stuff. You got to know people and you got to get the people at 24-7 sports. Guys like that that I have connections with that are around these guys that go to their – like when they train and like out here in L.A., they go watch. And they tweet or they'll text me, hey, man, you should – and they, guys know who I like, so I'll get text messages about certain guys. Mm-hmm. I'll get text messages, bro. Jalen's out here. Yo, Hurts is out here working with such and such and such and such for such and such performance in Santa Monica. And he hasn't missed the throw all damn day. Like, I get text messages like that. And it's like, all right, cool. That's all I need to hear. And no, it's not live action. And no, it's not. But I also get text messages like, bro, you should see this motherfucker. He can't hit the side. And it's the guy in the NFL. And it's like, ah, man, some guy just can't. I'm watching preseason games. And I'm like, bro, that's why you're a bad. I'm watching Huntley. I'm watching the Titans and the Ravens last night. And I'm watching Huntley just. And it's like, no wonder you have been a career backup. You can't make the simplest of NFL throws. That is a simple throw to make right there. And it's one-on-one. It's not even the comp, it's not even a complicated blitz zone that you're looking at. You're looking at a one-on-one coverage, and you can't make that throw. That's why you're a backup. So I I'm the the world is about to really find out about Jalen Hurts. I know they knew about him at Bama, but Tua came in and kind of took a lot of that shine away. Mm-hmm. People are gonna find out how good Jalen listen. He got into the playoffs last year. And then and, and they look bad against, and they look bad, but you're also going against the defending Super Bowl champions in the playoffs. They look bad in that game. And he looked like he was shows, but it was his first. We can't, I mean, shit, we seen Andrew Luck in his first playoff game. If his defense, if his de- shit, if his defense could just stop anybody, that would have went differently. But that's what I see in Philly. I love the weapons. I thought it was so smart to say, you know what? We're not using this first round pick. Trade that shit. Let's go get, let's go get, let's go get AJ Brown. Let's go get a 6'3, 6'4. Let's go get Brandon Marshall. That's who he reminds me of. When I watch AJ Brown play, Brandon Marshall, can you believe him and DK Metcalf were on the same college team? Bro, <laughs> dogs. But so before we close out, I, I just I can't agree with you on your NFC East. <laughs> of course you can. Cause I gotta rock with my team, but but you'll probably be, you know, I take my fan hat off and, and I, you know, bro, we're doing these shows, bro. You got to take your fandom hat off sometimes and, and really break down the game or be analytical or whatever you want to call it. I stopped sipping. I have officially stopped sipping the Dallas Cowboys Kool-Aid last year. We go 12 and five and we lose in the first round. So I'm looking like we didn't get better. Our hope is that our run game is spectacular and Michael Parsons is even more of a dog this year than he was last year. That's the hope of the Dallas Cowboys right now. I love Dak. I think Dak is the 10th best quarterback in the league. But I think losing Amari Cooper and insinuating CeeDee Lamb, I feel like as wide receiver one, I feel like you got to give that a year to develop. So I don't think CeeDee Lamb is going to show us this year. I think he's going to show flashes of wide receiver one, but I don't think he's going to show us consistently that he's wide receiver one. He dropped the ball too much for me. 
I, I think, and he, and that is a cause for concern. I don't know. I think Dallas hopes that Zeke is fully healthy and is going to be Zeke. But I mean, we're talking about a running back in year seven that we're hoping is going to be great again. That's tough. Like Zeke is done. Zeke is done. He's going, and I would agree with you. Like he's going into year seven. What team who wants to win a Super Bowl is riding on the back of their year seven running back? He's not Ladanian Tomlinson. He's not Adrian Peterson. Even when Ladanian Tomlinson in year seven was dominating the league, they weren't a Super Bowl team. Even when Adrian Peterson was dominating the league in year seven and running for two thousand yards, they weren't a Super Bowl team, and we knew that. So with looking at Dallas on how it seems like their recipe for success is, it's tough to say like, yeah, Dallas has a good roster. They got a top 10 quarterback. And when I say top 10, I say he's 10. Uh, and I, I'd argue that he's 10th to the T, but I wouldn't put him any higher, put him any lower. But then I look like we got rid of Amari Cooper. But you do have Dak in your top 10? Yeah, I got him at 10. See, I, took, I took him out of my top 10. But where's he at, 11 or 12 for you? He's between 11 and 15. I, but I could, I'm okay with that. Mm. I got him at 10 because, bro, I've seen, like, just watching. And, you know, it's like when, when you're a fan of your team and, you know, you watch, like, I watch Dak more than anybody because I'm going to watch every Cowboys game. And it's just like, bro, Dak has some stuff about him where I know he's that dude. But I just don't think Dak has yet to have a coach to, to really, in those moments, Allow him to be that dude and call the right plays for him. That's just me personally. We had Jason Garrett. We know Mr. Clap Your Hands wasn't good. <laughs> we're, we're all questioning Mike McCarthy, and we all think he's on the hot seat this year with Sean Payton looming on, you know, I think the three teams he, Sean Payton's linked with right now is Dallas, Miami, and the Chargers. Yeah, but so, didn't your boys say that Sean Payton won't be coaching that team next year? Didn't didn't um. Didn't he come out and say that, or, or did somebody said, else say that? No, Jerry Jones said that. He did. Okay. He said he's fully bought in in Mike McCarthy. Ain't that what he's supposed to say as the owner? He ain't supposed to come out before the game one of the season started and tell us that he doesn't believe in our head coach. So when he said that, I bought nothing of it because if I got you some break, me, I got some really cool breaking news, man. What is that? Starting August 27th, Howard University will start a 20-year – endorsement uh partnership with jordan so howard's going to be sponsored by jordan a hundred million dollars he's getting howard yeah. hundred mil yeah all right so before we close out we're going to yeah. get on this for a second because yeah. it also puts us on the nil for a second so i know we've been on for a while but you know what that goes to a lot of people say jordan doesn't do nothing for the I black know. It's, a false, it's, a false, it's been a false narrative. It's been a false narrative. A, a lot just of people speak about it. And you know I'm a you know I'm a LeBron guy. We've had our conversations. Yeah. I've been on your show. You know I'm a LeBron guy. But I think Jordan gets a fair shake because LeBron is so vocal about what he does for the community. We know he has a school and everybody salutes LeBron what he is off the court. Whatever on the court and whatever, you know, you're a guy who criticizes him on the court and whatever, you call him a narcissist. We're going to bring that up. You he call is, him a narcissist. Bro, Joe, bro, he's and he's the worst type of narcissist. He's the narcissist who acts like that he's not the narcissist. That's the worst. Any psychiatrist or any therapist will tell you that's the worst kind. But Jordan gets an unfair shake because everybody wants to tell us what he doesn't do for the community. And 
I think what do you say way back in the day? Uh, and I could be wrong. Republicans buy shoes too. Yeah, it, but way back in the day, what is it that he said something about? You know, his shoes were meant for kids in the suburbs. Something along those lines. I, I remember hearing that growing up, where like Jordan was like, he basically he doesn't make his shoes for black kids. He made his shoes for kids with money. It was it was something along that. Like yeah, I, I would have to go back and research. I don't remember that. I just remember Republicans buy sneakers too. How how I do remember that. Did, that was he did, he did I remember. Hearing about that as a kid, but like I said, how accurate that was, I don't know. But for him to do that, and then just think about it, like Jordan, bro, you're a Michigan fan. Jordan represents Michigan. It's on the big, bro. It's on the big. It's on. It's on the big house, baby. And do you remember? You know what's crazy? I remember when Jordan represented, like, was Michigan signed the deal with the Jordan brand? Remember, and you know, as a Michigan fan. They signed that deal before North Carolina did. And people had a problem with that because it was like, how was he going to sign a deal with a team that he didn't even go to school there? Michigan signed the deal with Jordan before North Carolina did. And everybody had a problem with it. But it's like, bro, it's a business move. Michigan's one of the most notorious. And, and I know this. from Top five, top, top five brand programming. One hundred percent. I looked it up the other day. I was really pissed, but it's not me. you guys it's, were like number one or two, and I was like, "What the? F-? I didn't know that you guys are like number one and two as far as the biggest brands of college. It, it's either y'all first and Alabama second, or like Texas one, y'all two, Alabama three. But Michigan were in the top five in both polls. I looked at. I was like, "All right, as long as we top five, because somebody no, it was Broussard. Chris trying to tell me Chris uh and our the producer Rob G looked it up, but Chris like. Michigan's now. I was like, bro, yes, they are. I said, dude, they're under the Jordan brand. Are you are you kidding me? Your daughter went there. You like his daughter went there. It's like, dude, your daughter graduated from there. You don't know that's a top five football program as far as branding is concerned. I didn't think Ohio State was the engineer guy goes, Yeah, I would think the Buckeye. I was like, I said the Buckeyes ain't no damn top five. And lo and behold, they pulled it up. But you know, you know where I would be like if somebody told me they were a top five brand. And I'd be like, yeah, I've lived in California. I've lived in Washington State. And I've lived in Texas since being in the military. Uh-huh. And you know, when I go in Lids. What part of California you, you lived in? You were in uh, San Diego. Diego. I was in San Diego. Okay. So, but I'll tell you, I go in the mall because the mall is my shit. I love going to the mall. I go everywhere I go, no matter what city it is. If it's a new spot, new you city. Gotta, you got to find the mall. Bro, yeah, I got to go to the mall. I just got to see because they got something different there that I don't have where I'm living at. But everywhere, I could go in the lids, and I'm a hat guy. You know, you a hat guy, too. You wear hats. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. You know, I won't find an Ohio State hat. But at you know all. who had up in there? Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. I would. There will always be Michigan gear. You walk in a lids locker room or a lids store, whatever. Yeah, it's, 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 the block, it's the block in, baby. Bro, there's Michigan shirts. There's Michigan hats. And I'll be like, bro, they ain't got no Ohio State stuff. And everybody be like, yeah, but it's Michigan. And they'd be like, bro, I'm in Texas. I walk in the lids right now and I could buy a Michigan hat if I wanted to. I won't. I, I damn sure won't. But I'm saying like, bro, they got shirts in there. They got they got their jerseys in there. They got the hats in there. And I'm like, bro, Michigan is easily a brand. Because you know who else I see more often than Ohio State? Nebraska. 
Nebraska. Oh, that's, that's, that's old school brand. That's old school brand, Nebraska. And you know, we always bring old school back to the new school. Like, yeah, yeah, Cornhuskers, baby. That's, I'll that's, find old, that's old school brand. I'm more likely to find a Nebraska hat, a Nebraska jersey, or a Nebraska t shirt than Ohio. And I've lived as far away from Ohio as you could possibly live by living in the Pacific Northwest in Washington, living in California, living in San Diego, California. <coughs> Living in Florida, living in Texas, and I'm like those two schools. I find quicker than I find Ohio State. I got to get all my Ohio State stuff online. So I would believe that Michigan is a top brand. Just living in other places throughout the country and knowing that when I go see something, I'm more apt to see Michigan before I see Ohio State. I was in Hawaii and I seen the Michigan Jordan Twelves, and my homeboy tried to get me to buy them. It was the Michigan Jordan Twelves with the M on the tongue. And I told him, I said, bro, as hard as them shoes is, the all navy blue with the yellow M, I said, I'll never buy them, yeah. period. He like, bro, these exclusive. I'm like, they could be exclusive all they want. They got that ugly-ass yellow M. I ain't doing it, period, point blank. But that's just loyal. First of all, it's not yellow. Not the so maze, cool. the maze, the corn, the corn color. It's like y'all weak-ass shit. Y'all call it scarlet and gray. Yeah, the corn color M, that god awful M, I would never do it. But you would do the same. I feel like if you walked in and there were some Ohio State Jordan 13s that everybody had to have, you'd be like, I'm not getting those. No, I don't care I, how exclusive they even, are. I wouldn't even look at them, bro. I wouldn't even, they wouldn't even do nothing. They For you, even, it wouldn't matter how exclusive they are. It don't matter the resale price. My homeboy's like, bro, we need the games, man. Y'all be wearing, y'all be wearing nuts. Around y'all neck. I don't want no nuts around my neck, man. Y'all literally will have white dudes with silver bald painted heads and a bunch of nuts around your neck. Look, I gotta I gotta roll. I gotta roll. Yeah, we're gonna get off my buckeye. So before we close out, let everybody know where they can follow you, bro. And I appreciate you for coming on. But let everybody know where they can follow you. It's very simple, man. Follow me on Husky ENT. At Twitter, the voice of next, that's H-U-S-K-E-Y-E-N-T, and also the big vanilla funny on Instagram. Those are, oh, if you want to get me on Facebook, VJ Vernon Husky, ain't nothing there, but my kids and my cooking anyway. So yeah, 100 percent Appreciate you, homie. Great show, man. And listen, yeah, let's get you. Let's I got I got I got like 10 shows coming up with just all NFL previews. I'm just picking certain teams per day to do. So let's get you on when we have the Cowboys on. I'll let you rant about the Cowboys and I'll let you rant about the A the, the NFC East that the Eagles are going to win this year at a plus one at a plus one sixty. <laughs> All right, well that's a bet, bro. But I appreciate you for coming on. You Thanks, know, what I'm saying? as always, another great episode, probably one of the greatest episodes I've done. Two hours of just straight football talk <laughs> with, with all the direction, but no direction at the same time. With my guy, the the big vanilla funny, aka VJ Vernon Husky. Anybody who tuned in to Upper Flames, go follow me at Upper Flames Pie at Mo underscore Cheese fifteen on Twitter on TikTok. Post my TikTok videos. Going to post a couple clips from this show as well. So appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate everybody for listening. Up in Flames is out. Thanks for having me, bro. I'm out, man.